0: After, after freezing the GoFundMe for the Freedom Truckers twice, GoFundMe has now announced they will no longer allow any money to come in for the Freedom Convoy and get this. They are taking the money and will work with the organizers to decide where it should go to a legitimate charity that they verify. So for everybody who's donated to the, to the truckers, make sure you spread the word to everybody that they're holding your money and they're going to give it to a to a charity that they confirm everybody's saying oh what does that mean black lives matter yeah probably maybe not i don't know but you can ask for a refund they're announcing you can give a refund a lot of people are saying that this is some people have said it's fraud because you've given money for a specific reason and them blocking it as a third party is interfering in in the exchange in which case some people have said do a chargeback instead because you're not getting what you paid for. A refund is, is, is totally different. But look, I'm not the uh, expert on how all that will work other than we can see this, the statement from GoFundMe. They've shut it down. People have switched over to give, send, go. The trucker movement is growing and we got a bunch of other really big news. The U.S. freedom convoy on Facebook was deleted, the group, and the person who set it up was banned from Facebook. We've got statements from, you know, the, the, the press. And, and, and GoFundMe saying, oh, it was violent and crimes are being committed. They are scared. They are pathetic. They are losing. And so, uh, uh, just a lot of, a, a lot of big news around this stuff. We've also got, get this. Today, 71 episodes of the Joe Rogan experience have been removed from Spotify. I have reached out for comment, have not heard anything. So it's, it's a story. They, they did this on Friday. I'm not surprised. We can't really figure out why these particular episodes were pulled. Michael Malice tweeted that two of his episodes of The Rogan Experience are gone. But there's also like uh, like Kyle Kalinske got taken down. So I wonder if this, ha- this has something to do with things that Joe may have said. Maybe we'll get answers. I kind of don't think we will. But got, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about all of that stuff. We got to talk about the January 6th committee being devastated, according to CNN, over Zucker getting ousted. Why? Because we now know. That's CNN at the highest levels. And it's not just Cuomo, Chris Cuomo, but they were working with Andrew Cuomo on his entire COVID pitch to become a national figure. The collusion runs deep. They know it. And now they're scared. They're losing it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's like that scene in Starship Troopers when Doogie Hauser puts his hand on the giant bug and goes, it's afraid. And ah, everyone cheers. That's what's happening. So we're going to talk about all this. Joining us today to talk about all of this and January 6th in the jails in D.C. is Special Agent Tario. Thanks for joining us, uh, uh, Special Agent.
1: I uh, I find that a little offensive, you know. <laughs> special uh, Agent? No, actually, I find it offensive that people call me informant. Because after doing two years at Quantico, <laughs> it's Special Agent. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't lower me to that standard.
0: And now everyone is going, oh well, he, he just admitted it. Oh, I God. mean,
1: they're, they're, <laughs> gonna, they're definitely going to clip that.
0: Uh, we're, I'm, I'm joking. And, and Enrique is joking. But uh, Enrique, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Uh, well, my name Enrique Tarrio. And um, I am the former chairman of the Proud Boys. As of Wednesday, I've stepped down uh, from that role. And uh, I uh, got arrested a little bit before uh, January 6th. I did uh, f- almost five months in uh, the D.C. Gulag. And I'm just me. But we're, we're, we're gonna talk about
0: all that stuff because, uh, what it was like in the jail, what's going on with a lot of the January 6th defendants, you know, the things they said about you, what's, just the, the, this year is getting crazy, man. It's gonna get really crazy. It's already crazy. It's, it's the beginning of February and we're already seeing like Joe Rogan getting episodes pulled. We're seeing the freedom convoy. This year is gonna get lit. We also have Luke Rodkowski because Seamus got scared and, and started crying like, And then he ran, away.
2: He don't ran w- away. Don't worry, guys. I'm going to keep you safe from that Irishman. Anyway, <laughs> I think it's only going to get crazier this year. And I think it's indicative that a lot of this major news is breaking on a Friday. The will of the people is being undermined by some very powerful, despicable entities. And uh, we're here to call it out. Thanks for having me. You want to support me? You can by going to thebestpoliticalshirts.com where you get the shirt that I'm wearing right now that says, Let's go, Brandon. That's the person that I'm going to be voting for in the next election. I'm writing him in. Let's I hope you do Brandon. too.
0: They're gonna be like that, that. That's a Democrat vote that counts. We know what you mean. <laughs>
2: Probably, maybe with I, the way that the, the things have been going.
1: Maybe I've been away for a while, but what's this? What What does "Let's Go, Brandon" mean? Oh, Ooh,
2: um, oh, come on! It's 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 a famous NASCAR guy that everyone <laughs> really likes. And he's running at, for president? Uh, no, no. Um, he's just a really good NASCAR. So you, guy. See, he's a great see, story. Actually, this guy Brandon
0: know. was being interviewed by, I think, ABC, yeah. and the crowd was screaming "F Joe Biden." And the reporter goes, they're yelling, let's go, Brandon. And so there it is.
1: Let's yeah. go, Brandon. Just means It's that. a meme phase. I mean, yeah, that's sure. the state of things right now. Yeah. yeah. Basically. It's clowny. A,
3: Dude, I'm glad you're here, Enrique, because I heard that you got arrested in D.C. for possess- possession of a weapon. And I find out today from you, fake news.
1: It is. It is. And, and the way that that works is... Left-wing outlets will, will say, well, he got caught with a with a firearm, with a gun. He was driving across D.C. Independent outlets, the very s- small amount of them that we have, will pick up that story without comment. And then right-wing outlets will go ahead and they'll write it too. Um, but the truth is, no, I did not get caught with a, with a gun. I didn't get caught with ammo. I got caught with what D.C. considers to be high-capacity magazines, which is your, st- uh, your standard 30-round magazines that come with your A.R., you know, in Florida, there is no such thing as high-capacity magazines. In Florida, you could buy a drum. I could I could walk around with a magazine in my hand, and nothing happens to me. But um, cross that border into D.C., it's actually a felony. Wow! Unloaded, yeah. unloaded, unloaded. Yeah, the piece of it's a piece of plastic with a spring mm. in it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, we'll talk about all that. We got Lydia Press and Biden.
4: I'm also here in the corner. I was going to say I got very strong Ralph Northern vibes when uh, GoFundMe was saying they were going to set the funds aside and decide what to do with them later. That's a little sketchy. I don't like that. Hopefully we get to the bottom of it tonight. Thievery. Yes. Fraud.
0: If you haven't already, head over to timcast.com become a member, help support our show, support the work we do are our, our, all of our journalists are employed thanks to you guys as members because membership is what keeps this whole machine running for the most part like we do have sponsors and everything but uh membership really is the 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 the, the fuel that allows this engine to keep on keep on going we have members only segments of the show monday through thursday at 11 p.m. so if you want to check out that massive library be a member but go to timcast.com click the store and pick up your free hunk hunk t-shirt yes it's not a free t-shirt it's free Hong Kong, like free Hong Kong, but honk, honk. And it's it's black and red, and it's modeled off of the free Hong Kong flag. So it's got the Canadian leaf in there and everything. And uh, if you want to support the message of everybody who's down, you know, working and everything uh, and supporting this movement. And uh, I will always say this, too. If you really want to support the movement, make sure you're giving to their give, send, go and not buying from us. If you buy these shirts, you're supporting the message and you're supporting our work. If you really want to support the truckers, and I encourage it, go to their give, send, go because GoFundMe seizing uh, uh, you know their uh, their money basically, and go look for these people who are doing these live streams on the ground. So Viva Fry, for instance, special shout out—he's been on the ground working really, really hard, doing amazing live streams. I, I uh, supported him earlier. You guys can support him as well. Many people have shouted out Portland Andy. I'm not familiar with Portland, Portland Andy, but anybody on the ground covering this, breaking through the lies of the mainstream media, which we're going to show you. I, I uh, want to give a special shout out to all, all you know, the, the, these people, and I'm sure there's many, many more. Mind you, but those are the ones that I mostly know about. Let's get into this first massive story. I could not believe it. I mean, honestly, I could believe it. It's just crazy. GoFundMe posted on Medium their statement. On the Freedom Convoy, they say GoFundMe supports peaceful protests, and we believe that was the intention of the Freedom Convoy fundraiser when it first started. We now have evidence from law enforcement that the previously peaceful demonstration has become an occupation with police reports of violence and other unlawful activity. When was occupational uh, Occupy protests considered to be violent or not allowed? I I seem to recall the uh, uh, the Chaz the chop chaz, the autonomous zones. What about the the autonomous zone in Minneapolis? Did did they shut down any of that stuff? No. Black Lives Matter and these and anti and these groups are still fundraising and making money. Surprise, surprise. They say to ensure GoFundMe remains a trusted platform, we work with local authorities to ensure we have a detailed factual understanding of events taking place on the ground. Uh, let me just tell you this: GoFundMe, you you have lost all trust. Well, you lost your trust a long time ago, as far as I'm concerned. I can't believe. Anyone would have used GoFundMe at this point. Mm. If you, 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 here's what you do. Tell each and every person you know, passively, just be like, oh, GoFundMe. Nah, they're bad. Don't use them. Just they're really, really awful. Use Give, Send, Go. Here's what's important, though. They say, given how the situation has evolved, no further funds will be directly distributed to the Freedom Convoy organizers. We will work with organizers to send all remaining funds to credible and established charities verified by GoFundMe. All donors may submit a request for a full refund until February 19th, 2022, using this dedicated refund form. Well, I'll say this. If GoFundMe is like a payment processor and they intercept your funds that was supposed to go to someone, I don't know if maybe they've got things in their service, like we're allowed to do this, whatever. I assume they are because they hold the money first and then transfer it. But this seems like there's some kind of, you know, deceptive practice here that they do to take money from you. If I say, Luke, I would like to buy some of your mental jewels or whatever the hell that thing is, and you say, okay, and then Ian takes my money and says, no, I'm going to give it to Lydia instead. I'd be like, wait, what?
3: Yeah, if you're how, like, do, you, hey, how do you do that? Hey, Ian, give me give, give Luke this twenty for me. I'm going to buy those jewels. I'll be like, yeah, sure, Tim. Then as I get the twenty, I'm like, hey, Lydia, can I buy that
0: coffee you're, you're, for you're, twenty
2: bucks? Yeah. I'm going to and give you 20 and now. then
0: they come to what why didn't you ask for a refund and I'll be like dude I was sitting here waiting for Luke's men- mental jewels what is, what is that <laughs>
2: This is uh Mark actually Mark Lobin actually gave me these uh sent me this oh, and wow. a whole bunch of other supplements Loben he sent a whole bunch of yeah yeah I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh definitely read them make sure you're not like <laughs> alert, you're allergic allergic
0: to I look over at whatever Luke's got on his side. I got He's a whole bunch of drinks and stuff they are by the way mental
1: fuel there's there's got to be there's got to be something that the sec can do there. Um, I mean, they've cracked down before on like GoFundMe it's like, if I start a GoFundMe and I said, Hey, I'm going to use it for X and I use it for Y. Um, I know that that's highly illegal, right? But for GoFundMe to do it, I think that that, that goes into the sec ter- territory. Yeah, They, they,
0: they, they should not be able to reappropriate funds, but mm-hmm.
1: I'm sure they have in their terms. I'm pretty
0: sure they do. That if something happens and the the project or whatever fundraiser is shut down, then they take the money. I'm pretty sure GoFundMe does say that. They shouldn't be allowed to do that, period, though. If I say, you know, I want to give this money to a cause, they should not be allowed to reappropriate it. It should just go back, automatically refund.
2: Well, GoFundMe has been becoming increasingly political, and this move is just absolutely absurd. This is theft. This is people being robbed of their money that they wanted for specific cause, and then they're going to be redistributing it for causes that they believe in, that they align with, which most likely probably is going to be Marxist, leftist ideas and organizations. Robert Barnes, a very prominent lawyer who was on this broadcast before, said that this is fraud, and there's grounds for a class action lawsuit here. Uh, since, of course, again, how can you say that this is not political, especially when GoFundMe has been used in so many different political ways? especially when people were punished and attacked whenever they go against the establishment on GoFundMe. There is more than enough evidence to show you that this is a hyper-partisan organization that is not there to raise funds for any charity. They are there for power. They are there for a political cause and nothing else. And they will stop anything stopping in their way, including good people who want to give their money.
0: So if you go to GiveSendGo.com, you will likely encounter a crashed website because everybody's yeah. rushing over there to support the truckers. I don't know exactly what the official uh, uh, fundraiser is. There is one on the front page trending that says Adopt a Trucker, and it's they've raised 213827 Canadian dollars from 2,178 people. When I try to go to it, unfortunately, it's just crashed.
2: Oh, no. So – And there's another thing to consider here because you know this, Tim, and I know this uh, as well because I've been running my own online business. Whenever you email all of your customers, there's a percentage that, of course, never get the message, whether it's an email, whether it's a direct message, whether even if it's a message on your own platform, there's going to be a number of people that never hear about this notification, never open that email, and their money is going to go to whatever political cause GoFundMe wants to give. So uh, there's going to be a lot of money here that gets redistributed in a way that it's absolutely bastardized and Yo, disgusting
0: a, a majority of people aren't going to know this happened exactly
2: that's what i that's that's what i'm saying um and and it's, it's not going to be you know a small fraction it's going to be a significant portion because whenever i try to send out messages to to my members it's only a small small portion that actually do open the email do actually read uh, all the latest updates and important things that they need to know
1: Tim, let me ask you, I mean, I haven't really been keeping up with this, but did you say that they have to fill out a refund form? Yeah. In order to get the money back? Well, I'm going to suggest something. Anybody that's listening to this show, um, instead of filling out that credit card process, I mean, that refund form, what they need to do is they need to call in, uh, their bank and do a chargeback, right? Um, because there, I don't think there's anybody if that knows. If it's a credit card though, right? If it's a credit or debit card, it doesn't oh, matter. Really? Yeah. They could, you could, you could, you could do a chargeback. Um, cause it's really, it's is not rendered. You're, you're paying for a service. So I could give money to the truckers, but then they're going to give it to like some other cause, um, some other virtue signaling cause that for sure, you don't, you will never give money to, um, I don't think there's many people that know about the credit card industry as much as I do. Uh, and the reason why I tell you that, cause I've been banned off of everything and I've had to find new ways, um, to, to process payments on my 1776.shop and one of the tactics was was that they they'd go ahead and they'd get chargebacks in order for the pr- credit card it, it costs you money yeah it costs you, it costs you, you $35 each time they do it wow so, so if they pay $21 if they pay $21 for a shirt they're going to refund $21 and then you're going to have to pay $35 it's kind of like a an overdraft fee kind of thing
0: there's also i remember when um i think it was patreon when they banned i think i think it was Owen Benjamin he said go, he wanted to go to arbitration or whatever and every single person who got shut down because Patreon basically interfered with like several hundred people or thousand people and him, all of them could file arbitration and then mm-hmm. Patreon was panicking because that would mean they'd have to front the cost of arbitration. So it was like millions of dollars. I don't exactly remember what happened with that, but yo, there's 10 million dollars Canadian. There's like, so it's like 8 million US. I don't know how many people donated, probably tens of thousands, but I don't, I don't know if they could handle if that's You know, tens of thousands, it could cost them a million bucks or more. It could cost them theoretically around eight million dollars if everyone did a chargeback.
2: Yeah. And we should also kind of speculate why this is happening. Is GoFundMe just doing this because they don't politically align with the people in Canada, with the truckers? Or is the Canadian government and other powerful forces, whether multinational or or big banking, coming to them and saying, hey, you got to get rid of these people or we're going to shut you down or we're going to make sure you can't operate your business? Because this is a huge setback for GoFundMe. There is no logical Business reason for them to do this because they are shooting themselves in the foot and isolating a huge Public from ever using their platform ever again. I'm never going to use GoFundMe. I did use them a couple of years ago. Never again in my life will I, will I ever be using them, uh, be, because of just how blatantly political this is. Why did this happen? I think there was probably speculating here, pressure from the Canadian government saying get rid of this. We need to stop the funding. We need to stop these protests. We need to stop the voices of the people in Canada immediately. So, but one of my questions is, and
1: I want to be fair here. Like, what did these truckers do? Did these truckers like, do they, are they slamming their trucks into something? Are they, are they, do they got like Nazi flags? Are they calling for the government to be overthrown? Let's let's,
0: we got to be fair. Okay. Okay. No, we got to be fair and call it out when it needs to be called out. These truckers, they did honk their horns. <laughs> they, they, they did honk honk. And, you know, that is a capital offense. I yeah, mean, that's, apparently. that's, uh, you know, off with their heads. So, so, so says the Queen. I mean, I'm kidding, by the way. They, they did nothing. I mean, it's a bunch of guys in trucks. Yeah,
2: but, but just even a few days ago, we had the Ottawa City Councilor, uh, come out and she demanded that GoFundMe stop This particular fundraising event because it was, quote, according to her, a pipeline of funding to unlawful mercenaries. (laughs) This is the language of an Ottawa city counselor literally making public statements, demanding a private company stop the voices of the people. And that to me is for sure.
3: It looks like GoFundMe got political pressure. You Um, guys, if not from the Stripe payment system. Or the, the Swift payment system, I should call it. Stripe. (laughs) It's weird that the Stripe and Swift are so similar, but Swift is the big one. I'll tell you the situation here.
1: And it doesn't have to do with like their credit card processor. They're working, they're working in tandem as far as their views go. I can tell you like this problem that we're talking about today. We knew about this problem three years ago. Um, the first time I used GoFundMe where my GoFundMe got shut down was during the events of Hurricane Harvey in 2017. Uh, our funding goal, it was for, to do direct water rescues. And we're only asking for like a thousand bucks. We raised like $1,200. We passed the limit and, uh, they froze the account. They never gave the money, um, because it just had the, the, the Proud Boy name on it. It wasn't because it wasn't because, uh, of anything to do with anything else, anything nefarious or anything like that. So I've been screaming about GoFundMe for a long time. Give, send, go has been an excellent platform. Um, I, uh, but they were, I knew, I know that they changed their credit card processor because they were using Stripe system and they wanted to keep like funding like some of these J6 political prisoners. They wanted to keep funding like their, their, uh, their campaigns. But the problem is that Stripe called them and Stripe said, if you don't stop doing business, if you don't shut down this campaign, we're cutting you off. You, at, Stripe did? Yeah. Not and, Swift. Uh, no, they were using Stripe at the time. Wow. And, you know, as a business owner, you know, they have to continue to work. So they had no choice but to shut it down. They changed. After that, they changed their credit card processor and uh, it's been chill. Um, there's another company by the name of our freedom funding that did the opposite. So they're like, oh, we could we could fund all your causes. And um, as a matter of fact, they they stole eighty five thousand dollars from my family fund. Right. From my family. It wasn't like my fund. Um and then from Joe Biggs' defense fund, I think they stole a grand total out of $70,000. They stole about like $35,000 out of his funding campaign. So like you have nowhere to go. You have no representation, right? You have no money. And the, this guy comes out of the blue and is like, I got this website that you could, that you could fundraise on. And then he steals your money.
3: Yeah, that's my problem with non-centralized donation services is they're insecure. If some, like Craigslist, you know, good luck trying to do anything with any oversight. Like at least with Give, Send, Go or GoFundMe, you've got some sort of recourse to get your money back.
2: I kind of want to bring it back to the truckers because I I think we have to examine what did these truckers do? Why are they getting on tax? I
0: I can tell you. I can tell you, actually. We have this story from Global News Canada a few nights ago. We read the Toronto Sun that claimed the truckers were far right, racists, you know, Nazis who stole food from the homeless. I kid you not. Check this one out. Ooh. <laughs> security experts concerned about possible threat financing tied to trucker convoy. What? They say Canadians ought to be worried about whether crowdfunding websites could be used to finance hate groups and other extremist organizations, financial crime and security experts warn as the so-called Freedom Convoy enters its second week of protests in Ottawa. Hard questions are being asked about a GoFundMe campaign set up by convoy organizers and whether any of the $10 million raised so far might have come from malevolent sources keen on wreaking havoc in Canada. Security experts also say they're worried about the lack of transparency surrounding the fundraiser and whether any of the donations could end up in the hands of hate groups or people who promote hateful ideologies. Including people who attended the protests carrying Nazi flags and the flags of known terrorist groups. Oh heavens! Well, they there's basically say. Well, yeah. wait, wait, let me read this quote. Yeah. The way that we're sort of talking about this now, this event is sort of like an extremism event. So, I would argue that this sort of a component of extremism financing. This is said, Jessica Davis, a financial crimes expert and president of Insight Insight Threat Intelligence. Yo. Working-class people standing up against tyrannical government are being called terrorists. Ian, you were
2: saying about 9-11?
3: Jessica Davis is like, it's sort of like a sort of a thing, sort of. So,
2: no, it's not, you're saying, actually. But but, but this is such slander, such vicious destruction of of the truth. There was, uh, like I think, one or two guys with some weird flags. They got kicked out of a rally when they were there by the protesters these are blue collar individuals realizing that the entire system collapses without their participation and they're being vilified they're getting attacked on on things that they have never done and and it's just mind-boggling to see this this huge full frontal assault with blue collar people representing the will of the people there's new poll numbers coming out from Canada specifically highlighting how the majority of people in Canada want to get rid of all restrictions so far as of today denmark finland norway the czech republic the united kingdom dropped all of their covid lockdowns and restrictions canada wants to do the same things the people there want that same thing the truckers there are trying to push those policies and the government instead of hearing out the people meeting them halfway seeing what they actually want they're just calling them racists and and attacking them on things that have absolutely no merit at all which is just disgusting Absolutely extremist. disgusting behavior. It's disturbing that n-
3: dude a, a, no merit in truth at all. I knew they could do this, this this weird slander thing, but I didn't know I didn't know when I was like twenty five or thirty how intense and relentless it could be and how they just keep using the word terrorist, uh extremist. What are these other words they were using in the in the reasons for canceling this stuff? Uh they use these buzzwords. Uh, hate hates another one. They use these words, hate groups, hate. So it's just pure fascist manipulation. It's, d- they're losing. I know it's, but it's what do they do when they're losing? It's they go super saiyan. Yeah, you got to watch out that they don't you say super saiyan. Yeah. <laughs> watch out that these crazy militaries don't go insane because they think they're losing. They are losing. They the, are losing.
1: The best strategic win uh, that's come from this trucker convoy, and it's not it's not really the protest. I think the strategic win for them is how the government's reacting to their protest. It's not what they're doing because I mean, I I'm a person that believes that things got to get a lot worse before they get better. And there hasn't been, and again, I haven't really been keeping up with this. I've heard, but to date, there hasn't been a clear, uh, a clear way where the government, you could see the government's overreach. than we're seeing with the Canadian trucker thing. We've seen this here and, but when it comes to when it comes to Canada, we're we're seeing like this manipulation of not only the media, the government, that city council that says that they're mercenaries. That's where the real win is. It's the exposure that the Canadian government uh,
2: is 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 getting from it. Yeah, I agree. It's
3: the first There's, time I've ever seen the Canadian government uh completely oblivious and ignorant of its populace.
2: That's usually government always from my perspective from the way I've been seeing them. Uh but but you know, this is not a surprise here, but but this also <laughs> speaks God. To the true power that these truckers have, and what kind of threat they are to the establishment—that they're pulling out all these stops, all these incredible, encourage- stealing people's money—to like, I just
0: so—I was on Reddit earlier. I'm on Reddit all the time. Oh, I'm just browsing through it, and it's a—it's a leftist propaganda machine. Don't oh get me wrong. Gosh. And I saw this image. This image. This is from George Alexopoulos. We have several of, uh, we have a bunch of his art up on the walls here in the studio because he's incredible. And he has this really, really great, he's been doing these satirical cartoons mocking the mainstream media. And this one shows a trucker convoy, but the trucks are wearing clan hoods and, and with tiki torches or something. (laughs) And there's a sign that says facism, like fascism, but it's spelled (laughs) spelled wrong. wrong. And then it says like, oh, one oh six miles. So he's clearly mocking how the media is going after the truckers. This was on Reddit on r slash pics. And I thought it was hilarious because it was getting upvoted to the top of the page. Like people were actually I think it's because they use bots to upvote leftist propaganda. But whoever put it in didn't realize he was making fun of them. And all the comments were like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I don't understand. They spelled fascism wrong. The truckers aren't fascists. All of the comments were like, "This is a workers' uprising. These are regular people," and I was like, "Whoa, dude! I why? See. Why are the commenters like not part of the propaganda machine? Like they're, they're, they 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 realized what was going on in the lies? I guess they removed the post. Maybe once they realized it was making fun of the mainstream media. But to see the comments on Reddit, understand this is this is a bunk idea, and the truckers are good and they're hardworking people standing up for their rights.
2: That was kind of surprising." Absolutely. And when you see uh, the larger kind of implications here... The, the, there's no demands by the truckers that have anything to do with any kind of larger political ideology. Instead, it's it's all about getting rid of the restrictions, the lockdowns, the vax mandates, and specifically the border restrictions which would hinder and disrupt the global supply chain. Why is Canada implementing a vax passport system on the border, disrupting the global supply chain more than it already is disrupted? It, it's a It's a situation that has absolutely no merit no science behind it no data people realize it's bunk it's idiotic the uk government and many other governments are not following any of this bullcrap anymore and the people are there saying we're just sick of it we're done with it we want our lives to return to normal that's what they're asking for they're not left they're not right i haven't seen any major kind of larger political ideologies other than stop with this nonsense stop trying to control our lives that's all i've seen yeah
0: i saw one report the truckers are saying they'll stay
2: until may yeah, they'll just they'll just hang out and
1: blah, blah.
0: and the, these people that are claiming they're like keeping up at night. Apparently, that's not true. I was listening to Viva Fry's live stream and he went around talking to people and they said they stopped blowing their horns around 10 p.m. Huh. Because the truckers realize they're not protesting people. And so our, our, he basically just said that they're just they stop around 10. And then the, the assumption is, yeah, the truckers don't want to r- piss off regular people. Mm-hmm. But they're putting out these lies to the best of their abilities. And then you look at you know, these social media platforms. And they're actually arguing that working class people rising up against the machine are the fascists. Dude, it's not working anymore. CNN, the implosion, the narrative, the lies. It's kind of crazy because this is an election year. Last year was kind of chill because it really wasn't. There were some elections. And now in the first in the first month, we get swatted twice, right? We're getting we're getting cyber attacks. And now you've got the the popular this this populist uprising and the establishment just goes nuclear and destroys instantly all their credibility. Like, their credibility evaporated so quickly among regular people, I was surprised to see it. So really. you're big
1: on having law enforcement in studio, huh? What do you mean? <laughs> With getting swatted. Well, they, we, they came in the first time. And now time. bringing me on? What was that? And now bringing me on?
0: Well, you know, they, I think they swatted us because of Marjorie Taylor Greene, but I'm like, Psh, I don't care. Like, we're gonna have her back.
1: She came on the show?
0: Yeah, and we're gonna have her oh, on that's again. that's great. It was
3: insightful. Yeah,
0: I, I miss really her. Nice to listen to how That's Congress see that's what works. they're mad about. That's what they're mad about. Because she explains how these people in Congress don't actually do their jobs. They just leave and like they don't nobody no one even votes they do like just they uh, uh they say pass. yay
3: or nay and they sound so similar. The words yay and nay sound so similar so it's like I can't wait to do this joke. I'm going to do it. It's going to be so good. Okay, everyone in favor? Yay. Everyone oh, yeah. against? Nay. The is have it. And then they and, and, and the, then they bang it. Nobody bang knows they who and it passes. They vote with their voice, dude, in Congress. Maybe you already know that. No, 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 no. no. But it's not yeah. just that. It's like there's it's only insane. 10 people there. She's like,
0: like there's only 10 people sitting there going like, eh, okay, next, eh, next. And they're just approving and sliding things through.
2: That they never even read. Yep. And they're making things into law, affecting people's lives, destroying their livelihoods, destroying their existence, giving us more bureaucracy with something that they don't even understand, that special interests literally write up for them, give it to them, and they just pass it on through and make it law. That's how a law is made. Special interest literally just create their own rules. That's the laws we're living under, especially with what GoFundMe just did right now. I think there's also a reason that they did this on a Friday evening, uh, because obviously people are tuned out. People aren't paying attention. People are out trying to go out and have a drink and party and relax and forget about the work week. And I, I think they're trying to, you know, make sure that this doesn't get a lot of attention, but freaking. You know, I just,
0: I just want to just say this. If you're not following George Alexopoulos on Instagram, you need to follow G prime 85 on Instagram because he gets his he gets his art pulled off of Instagram every so often. And his jokes are just 10 out of 10. And I can't even I can't even show you some of them because they're 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 edgy. They're really funny. It's really, really great. So G prime 85 G prime 85. We actually have his uh, art with like Joe Biden using the force lightning and vaporizing a crowd of people.
3: It's just really, really funny I saw stuff. that picture of the trucker convoy that with the KKK helmet on or whatever. And uh, I was like, Oh, what is this trash propaganda? <laughs> and then <laughs> and I looked down realize. and I saw G
2: prime. I was <laughs> yeah. like, Yeah.
0: That's what
1: I thought it was when you guys pulled he's, it
2: up.
0: He's yeah. got, he's got, he's got another one. I, I don't think I can. Yeah. I was thinking about showing it. I'm like, I, I can't. That, that one's that spicy. One. But, yeah. But, yeah. But, <laughs> but I got to say his latest drawing, I think maybe his greatest work yet. Yes. And it's about the truckers. And I saw people tweeting it, not realizing he was making fun of the media. And I was laughing for like 20 minutes straight. That's how good it is. And it's so offensive that YouTube probably won't allow us to show it. That's mm. So I you follow G prime 85. Seriously, it's, it's that good. But let's talk about what's happening here in the United States. We got this from the New York Post. Facebook removes Freedom Convoy page of truckers against VAX mandates. They say a, a protest organized, uh, a Facebook page organizing a protest of U.S. truckers against mandates has been removed. And and you know what Facebook said? The group's convoy to DC 2022 was removed Wednesday for violating policies around QAnon. What? Remember when Julie Kelly was here and she was like, "Wait until they claim QAnon's there." Oh yeah, they're doing it. Two days ago, she 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 nailed it. She was ahead of the curve on that one. What? So um um U.S. truckers want to do a convoy. They want to go. I think it's from like West Coast to DC. We're really close to DC, so we, we would be we would have people on the ground covering it if it were to happen. And Facebook shuts it down. They ban the guy who, uh, this is what was reported, the guy who set it up, just a regular Facebook profile. They banned him too. They really do not want this to keep happening. It is like, it's like Occupy Wall Street, but like for real. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. AstroTurf lefty garbage.
2: Well, in the beginning, uh, it represented an idea that unified the left and the right and people who just wanted accountability from the banking system that was Truly controlling our way of lives, especially after the 2008 financial crisis. But this also represents another major time in our existence where A lot of people are realizing that they were conned, that they were lied about, that they were screwed over, and they want some accountability, they want some justice, they want their lives to have some kind of normalcy and have a semblance of it. And I think truckers are are the backbone of, of many countries, including this country. They're realizing it and understanding that they have collective power. This idea has caught on in Australia, it has caught on in Holland, it has caught on in some ways here in the United States, but it's being stifled so this idea doesn't grow as, of course, the big tech corporate monopoly. Are making sure that this idea is constrained, and of course, doesn't uh, expand to the point where it has expanded in Canada, where they have already uh, done many actions that have led to a significant conversation that the establishment does not want to have right now.
0: This is a crazy year already, man. Yeah. yeah. You know. You know. You know what I want to do. You know. You know. You know. What I'm, I'm imagining in my head as Luke's talking. I'm just thinking about Chicago on a warm spring evening. I'm in a nice, like, second floor apartment walk over to the couch turn on the tv you put on a movie where friends are all there and we order a pizza and some wings and we're sitting there and we're talking about nonsense just having a laugh and you know it's the way things used to be back in the day and now it's just yo it's so chaotic yeah yeah. everything is politics everything is is conflict it's getting crazier there's no moment where you just turn on a show and try i mean there's these little moments here and there I i was watching batman earlier just trying to like just get away from everything but I saw, on, uh, as I browse Reddit again, there is a subreddit called non-political Twitter because our culture has just, pop culture is just politics at this point. It is everything. It are, is there, are there like five tweets there?
2: Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. five, and they're
0: like, I've, I found them finally.
2: Yeah probably five individuals just being like hi oh, the weather's okay. Yeah, like, you, okay everything's even the weather is becoming political <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it especially is, right? in Texas especially with but our like energy it's, and infrastructure it's policy cold in
0: Texas so it's the apocalypse and, the and Ted world. Cruz they're like Ted Cruz is tweeting about Cancun again yeah. and it's like oh,
2: and every day is a major news day every day something significant happens to the point where if you even tune out for two weeks you will be totally lost in not understanding of what's you, really happening in our modern society could you imagine going to jail for like four months You'd be I, was t- a,
1: <laughs> I was about to tell you guys (laughs) while I was in there all I had was like an RSS feed to like CNN that's it the Fox News RSS (laughs) that's bad the Fox News RSS feed just doesn't work it's just a blank page and I missed so much like everybody came out and they're like hey did you hear about this did you hear about that and it's it's overwhelming to try to catch up to it You know, I'm trying for, for, since January, and I I know we're gonna get into that a little bit later, since January, you know, I eat, sleep, and breathe, like J6 cases, I'd listen into all the court cases, take a look at all the arguments, and now just to catch up, it's impossible, it's overwhelming, like I get home and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna read about this, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not. I'm just gonna disconnect, and I'm just gonna relax did you have access
3: weeks. to information while you were in jail
1: just a cnn rss feed so, and ba- then, so basically just not nothing. even news nothing. Well, yeah nothing i had three i had three forms of th- uh, to read the media the news the rss feed from cnn i we'd get the washington post and then there's this local dc newspaper that would it was we i'm sorry it's weekly uh, dc newspaper and two of the pages two out of the ten pages were written by Lewis Farrakhan. Ah. I, I have it, I have it. I'll send you guys a picture, and that was the only way that you got news.
0: I, I, I'm imagining this, and I'm like trying to trying to get news in your circumstance would be akin to like crawling through the desert, starving, and someone comes with a ba- big basket of fruit, and you're like, "Oh, thank you," and you bite into it. It's wax. Yeah, it's like it's not even food. And I'll, that's
1: I, CNN. I'll be honest; it was it was a little refreshing. You know, it was a little refreshing to like, not be locked in that 23 hour in one gulag, but it was refreshing to where I'm not like constantly worried about the state of the country. Like I'm in the worst part in the, of the, of, of the country and I was only there for a short time. Uh, but if, if the only media you could consume in there is that, you know, um, and then the education program. What was that like? Oh, dude. Again, we'll get into that a little later. Was but, it like, like woke? No super woke it was it was just and i i i I wrote down uh I broke down the entire curriculum for the education program by bias uh by um biographies uh and I'll tell you about that a little bit later, but yeah, there's a huge huge bias it's 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 a machine it's in there lag bro yeah well, so this is why Facebook nukes uh
0: the organizers but here's what I want to say about that you know. I'm actually kind of grateful that our generation's elites are some of the stupidest mother effers, you know, ever. Cause if we had like actually competent elites, they'd be manipulating and controlling everything and you wouldn't even notice. But these are like the grandkids of the, you know, they've inherited this world as the elites from the, the past generations yeah. and they're just really, really dumb. It's like the inbred royalty. They're just like, like too stupid to realize what's going on. And so they're like, what do we do? They're organizing again. Quick, ban their profile. And they ban it. And then I, now, now we're talking about it. Now everyone, it's and affecting. They didn't know that was going to happen. So my only thought process is like, they can't be that dumb, can they? Unless, unless it's on purpose. They wanted the oh, convoy yeah, to get more Zuckerberg. attention. So they ban it on purpose. Mm-hmm. That way we talk about it and it gets bigger. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't believe that. It's just, I, I don't think they're that smart. I think they're really
2: dumb people. Yeah, I think you're right. I yeah. think there's gymnastics
1: to to really get that going.
2: I mean, I think there's an effort to try to conceal everything. That's why this was done on a Friday. I think there are a lot of really dumbass individuals that are put into positions of power, especially inside of the government. But I also think there is a, a super intelligent uh, kind of elitist group that do, uh, you know, arrange a lot of these zombies into a position that benefits them greatly at the cost of everyone else. So I, I, I think, you know... What's happening right now, it's really hard to quantify in many elements because things are moving so fast and so rapidly, it's hard to even get a consensus of exactly what's going on here. But uh, it it wouldn't surprise me if these were uncalculated, desperate moves made by desperate individuals who who have a, a lot of people losing faith in them. A lot of people are saying, I don't trust the government. The government lied to me. The government screwed me over. The government locked me down. The government took away my job. The government took away my social life. The government took away my form of existence. The government wants me in a pod eating bugs on VR, virtual reality, and I don't r- want to live in that kind of life where I have no privacy, I don't own anything, and I'm allegedly going to be happy. No, I don't well, want well, that well, kind I of I wish I had VR. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I think <didn't laughs> I we...
1: VR in, in, in my box. Oh, that'd be look, cool. Look, look.
0: Yeah. You're saying you, you don't want to live in the pod and eat the bugs? No. What are you, a racist? <laughs> 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 that's
2: that's the talking points that we're probably going to be hearing no in a few sense. days. Uh,
0: Could you? Would you be allowed to have an Oculus when you are in jail? Would they give you one? <laughs> Jesus, um,
1: Jesus. <laughs> no, oh, it, it was a, it was an educational tablet with like Trump man bad, how he's killed democracy, how the uh, I can't say it on the show, but uh, about va- about vaccines, about the election and things like that. Uh, very wow. very. Great. gulag bro yeah, like, you literally can't. a gulag it, it was really hard not to get programmed Whoa. it was really really hard not to get programmed
3: would they ask you to like t- repeat what you were reading and like now tell us the things that we I had sh- you read I should have brought it I have I have a uh,
1: in the education program they they gave me like a, a piece of paperwork to do and it said uh, how do I identify your unconscious bias
3: Ugh. wow that
1: was that was the entire and I, again I'll send you guys the, the, Yo, these that's, documents that's, that's
0: like re-education yeah
1: yeah, and that's the only, that's the only media that you could consume. Were you alone? Were you like in isolation or? Um, people yeah, for the most part, I was in isolation for the first three months. Then, uh, the U.S. Marshals had come in and did like that whole press release, um, about the conditions being unlivable. And, uh, I fired the alarms on that. I went to court and then after I went to court, they rolled out the red carpet. They, they sent me to like this unit and, but I was only, I was only out of the isolation for about 10 days before. Guess what came by? Joe Biden. Omicron.
3: Oh, and then what? Happened? Omicron? Back,
1: 23 and 1.
3: Again. Back to ISO? By wow. um, When you're talking isolation, is that literally it's you alone yeah. in a small room? You alone in a small room for
1: 23 hours a day. Uh, and towards December, they pushed it even more where they'd only let you out for 15 minutes a day just to take a shower and come back in.
3: Uh, in, you have a, like a light bulb, one light bulb or something? Yeah, a light bulb. And yeah. then you books? Do you get there. books? Wow, you get a whole
1: I get, light bulb? I got books, yeah. And here's the thing, like, I'm, I'm thankful that I have such a great family and such a great support system. People would send me books, but there's a lot of people that didn't have books.
3: Well, what's you know? with these people in there now for J6? Are they, can people send them stuff? Yes, you guys could
1: send them, uh, books. They have to be through a certain process, like Barnes and Noble, through the USPS system, um,
3: and certain books will get. Yeah,
1: you can send them letters, but they get the letters. Here's the thing: uh, it was January, and I was getting mail from September. So it's a hit or miss. Sometimes it'll take three weeks. Sometimes it'll take four months.
0: I want to. I want to give uh, uh, this whole story, like from start yeah. to finish, its own opportunity. So let's let's talk about what's going on in media, and then we'll we'll make our way yeah. to like, the full story of what's going on with J Six and everything. We have this tweet from Michael Malice. Check this out, because we're we're just talking about Facebook censorship. So in in light of that. We have Michael Malice tweeting, Spotify has deleted two of my Joe Rogan appearances. Michael, did Spotify delete it? Did Joe delete it? We don't know. He says both of the episodes are pre-COVID. This website checks for you. So if you head over to JREmissing.com, you can see right right, right, right at the top, Gad Sad, gone. Mike Ward and Pentelis gone. Michael Malice, Kyle Kalinsky, Tom Segura, Michael Malice, Theo Vaughn, Peter Holmes, Wherever it says new, there are 71 episodes that have been removed. TJ Kirk, Aubrey Marcus. Was
1: the Theo Vaughn one recent?
0: The uh, Theo Vaughn is uh, not uh, – no, I don't think so. It's 925. There were two. So then there's a, there a, is a
3: more recent one from 1141, actually. Yeah, so he had a recent one pulled too. Well, it was about a year Relatively ago. Relatively
0: recent. Yeah. Like like Gad Sad was you know 240 episodes ago. So this is yeah. quite some time ago, like a year plus. But you can see all of these are removed on the 4th. Spotify has removed these episodes. I think it's fair to say, but the question is, why have they removed them? The, the point I was making about Michael Malice is, did Joe agree with these removals? Did he disagree with them? Why are they removed? And so far, 113 episodes have been taken down. Now, this is Joe Rogan's show. He can do whatever he wants with it, right? If he wants to take an episode down, fine. Here's, here's the challenge. It's kind of strange, that there are, there's a website dedicated to tracking episodes of some dude's podcast. But the issue is, as I was talking about earlier, the whole world is just conflict. Everything, pop culture is conflict now. I just want to curl up on the couch, put on some, you know, DC show or movie, watch Batman, fight the Joker, have some pizza, and then wake up in the morning and go just walk around, maybe go to a restaurant get some pancakes. But you can't do that anymore because you turn on the TV. Everything's politics. Everyone is politics. Everything, everything. So what's happening is Joe Rogan has become effectively, you know, like the tip of the spear, one of the most important cultural information centers. And it's not about him telling you facts and stuff like that, it's about him having conversations that allow regular people to kind of understand the world. So when Spotify bends the knee or Joe does to the woke mob who won't let up, as I've already stated, when they when they announce the misinformation policy, and they gave a grain of sand. They're continually giving ground to the left. The left will not stop. What happens next? The next day we get announcement. Oh, this podcast is pulling. Obama is saying he's not going to do anything anymore. He's, they're angry. The prince, you know, will, who is it? Prince William and Megan, what's her face? They're mm-hmm. like, we're they're not going to make a podcast either, even though they haven't. Prince. And I'm like, and then Crosby stills and Nash. And I'm like, giving them what they asked for doesn't make them stop. Now Spotify has pulled 71 more episodes. Maybe it was Joe who pulled them. Regardless, it's not going to make them stop.
2: Yeah. You don't concede to the demands of delusional, idiotic, crazy people who just want to censor speech. And a lot of people don't just see this as a podcast. They see this as a last stand for free speech. And with these latest developments, I mean, this is, this is troubling. This website was started because originally when Joe Rogan moved from YouTube to Spotify, there was allegedly an error that was happening with some of the more controversial uh, videos that, and in Interviews That didn't port over Joe Rogan made a statement statement about this, said that they would port over. They never did. Uh, there's this website. Now there's more videos that are gone memory hold and, and no longer in existence. And people are left with some very serious questions that I think we should have some answers to now again, probably Joe Rogan is going through in a tremendous amount of pressure. um I could only imagine what he's going through i, I behind the scenes of things that we don't even know so what what's really happening here? I don't know, but it's a troubling development, especially when seventy one videos seventy one podcasts get why muked. these episodes? It's Why a bunch these? of his friends. I think it's because he doesn't well, want to implicate them
3: in the drama. I no, know about I mean, that. no, 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 because, my no,
0: so, my, Michael Malice has several appearances. I think he has four, only two get removed. Ooh. Yeah. But, but this is our And, 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 and hold, yep. hold on a minute. Yep.
1: If that were true, he didn't remove any of my episodes. But is you, he trying to get you're me not, in trouble? You're not dramatic, yeah. Tim. <laughs> you're so I mean, smooth but, and cool. But I mean, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of episodes. It's 71. I think, I honestly think that this woke mob has been satisfied with taking down 71 episodes. It's a lot. I don't think That's so. Satisfying? I think I it's think, only yeah. the beginning. No, no. I, think the, satisfied. I think it's a taste of blood and they want the whole he enchilada. Take, he
0: didn't take down Dr. Robert Malone. No. He yeah. took down Gad Sad and Michael Malice and Kyle Kalinske. Yeah. And, 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 and
2: Sam Tripoli, Brian Redbrand, uh, Ari Shafir. No, the, I wonder
0: the, I, I wonder if this has more to do with what Joe said on those shows as opposed to what the guests said.
1: No, definitely it is. And And here's the thing. I was joking about that. The thing is that their target isn't Joe Rogan episode number 1,000. It's Joe Rogan that they want to take out, period, right? And, I mean, so many... This is like we're so behind the curve on this. Like, we've been screaming this. And I get why people don't like the Proud Boys. I completely understand. And I respect their decision not to like us. I get it. But once they took Alex down, then they took us down, right? And they took down everybody in between... Uh, they're just not gonna stop, and I think we're getting to that point where they're banning they're banning the truckers on the other front. They're banning the truckers now, and before that, they banned Alex Jones, the Proud Boys, and everybody else in between. We're getting to the point where it's getting so extreme that there's conversions coming from this because regular truckers are probably aren't political. Now they're like, okay, they're against my people. Now I'm gonna go. Uh, to the capital. Yeah, you know, I think I know what this is. When you go
0: to jremissing.com dot com, you can see a big a big portion of all the new ones. It's it's when you get to the top, they start spacing themselves out like nine six three nine two five. There's a big gap of almost forty episodes there. Then nine twelve. Then a hundred episodes. Eight ten to the next one, right?
3: Yeah, I know. Where you're but going you
0: go this. down to the beginning. And it's like 4, 20, 21, 27, 40, 42, 48, 50, 55, 57, 66, 72.
3: Yep, that's back in the crude days when they just be when saying whatever. Joe
0: was saying whatever, saying like there, there's a compilation people have put out of him saying the N word, not using it, saying it. There's compilations people have made of him saying offensive things. I wonder if these episodes getting pulled are because Joe himself had said things that crossed the line or. Are today no longer consider politically correct. Yeah, yes. but, Maybe. but
2: even deleting them brings more attention to these videos. Like I, yeah. I, I think he's smart enough to understand. Unless this was Spotify that did this, but I think he's smart enough to understand that if you if you try to take something off of the internet and hide it from the general public, people are going to go crazy and then talk about it even more and obsess about it because of that 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 aspect of, of getting rid of it. So that you know everything's on on the, on the internet is almost permanent, um, especially when you try to hide it and you have the Streisand effect to take place
1: but here's a consequence with that is from now on it's, it's getting watered down and watered down and by the time that you know it you're going to get a completely watered down jre podcast that is like you're not even going to recognize it anymore
0: people mentioned this when the first when, when the shift
1: happened when joe
0: first moved over to spotify there were some questions about whether or not he was going to be edgier or softer and a lot of people thought he was going soft Because then he started doing these big celebrity interviews. He did, I think, like Miley Cyrus, and he had like Robert Downey Jr. But he had on Peter McCullough and Dr. Robert Malone. He's had on Alex Jones. I I don't think he's gone soft at all. However, with this latest massive move, it's been a month long campaign against them, and they now pull seventy one episodes. When those, when that shift happened from YouTube to Spotify, the official uh, statement we got, I think, I think what Joe said was that. YouTube didn't archive a bunch of the shows properly and he couldn't download them. That's, that happens. That, that's happened to us on several occasions. When you go into your YouTube manager, you can take a stream and click download and for some reason, some of them you just can't do it. What you can do though is you can do a hard record. You can play the video and then just screen record the whole thing and capture it. If you had to, if you had to. And there's probably other, so, there's probably other programs yeah, it was, you can get. It programs. To auto, it's, it's harder on live streams. You can't, you can't just use like the auto download video thing for them, for some of them. But we were told they would get put back up. They never got yeah. put back up. This is different. This is this is a su- sustained uh, a campaign against Joe. And then on one day, on a Friday evening, all at the same time, 71 episodes, gone. Yeah, I don't yeah. think what, they were expecting
3: people to know which ones. Like you were saying that it comes out if we hadn't done this and talked about it. Is really subtle, real stealth the way they did it.
2: Well, when it first happened, and those episodes originally a couple months ago were taken over during the original transfer between Spotify, uh, between YouTube and Spotify, it was the most controversial episodes that were missing and accidentally not ported over, which left a lot of people asking some serious questions. That of course. Warren answered. We also have to understand this is on the heels of the U.S. government, the Biden administration, putting pressure on Spotify. British royalty putting pressure on, uh, uh, of course, Spotify, the same British royalty that has connections and things with like individuals like Jeffrey Epstein and and, and all these other individuals. So so we're having a lot of very powerful institutions, whether BlackRock or Pfizer or the U.S. government or all these other big financial players and multinational corporations saying, Stop exposing the agenda. Stop destroying the narrative. We need to have our way with the general public. You informing them, giving people informed consent, and having people think critically about what we're doing to them is not helping us. You better stop right now. And this is an effort of 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 it being stopped.
0: Here's what I want to say, though. He didn't take Dr. Malone down. He didn't take McCullough down. I wonder if this might be Joe saying, okay, in these episodes— I may have crossed the line. If I take these ones down, it protects my ability to do shows in the future. Now, 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 hold on. That being said, these videos, taking them down solves nothing. They still exist. They're all archived. When the first episodes got pulled, people in mass archived all of his shows. There's literally no point in pulling these videos down. The clips are already out there. The criticism is already out there. The shows have already existed for a decade. I don't see what the logical reason is for removing anyone. Yeah, movie.
2: I don't think Joe did this. I think he would be a lot smarter because even if he did do what you explained, he would have done it in a transparent way where he would have made an announcement and said, hey, I, I need to be a better person or whatever, or address, or address it. Yeah. Doing it on a Friday night, Doing it, I think it could either be some rogue Spotify employees, because there was previous accusations of rogue Spotify employees leaking private information, and of course having a vendetta against Joe Rogan. It, It could be Spotify crumbling, it could be Spotify sending a message, it could have been an error, who knows? We don't know exactly what's happening here. We're just speculating, and it's important to understand that there has been a tremendous amount of pressure put on Joe Rogan, and he doesn't just represent a podcast. He's not just an MMA guy that likes to talk about chimpanzees. He represents critical thinking. He represents thought being expressed by questions, uh, and <laughs> for him to be taken down is crazy. What
0: a reality. What a timeline we're in. Coming off of the Donald Trump presidency, the leader of the free world leading the charge on critical thinking, the guy from Fear Factor, Joe Rogan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Live with Theo Vaughn. Who, <laughs> I, just who, like, who had a deliver. contest that made people drink... Uh, special Emissions. juices from horses for Emissions. fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> they they said
3: that comedians Life were like good, huh? the the truth tellers of our age, and I never really truly understood it until about three years ago. Yeah, you know, yeah. what absolutely. Just, yeah, absolutely, good point. Make that point again because that's an important point that you just made. That the, the comedians are the truth tellers of our age, and there have been like I think Voltaire said, if you're going to tell people the truth, make sure you make them laugh, or they'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, it's just so true. Absolutely, that's a very good good point you brought. Even up Even powerful the, militant elite authoritarians want to laugh. They're Look, human, you know, and they they love comedy. I'm I'm i Osama grateful. bin Laden played uh, Final Fantasy
0: Seven. I want to just we'll, we'll wrap this segment up with a couple, couple points. Uh, I I reached out uh, to Joe. Just you know, yo, what up? He hasn't gotten back to me. He has no obligation to get back to me. I don't want to uh, you know abuse the fact that I know him to, to get private information like th- anything like that. If he if he can't talk about it, well, you know, unfortunately, then he can't. But I, I don't know. Maybe he'll message me back and say yeah, I was working out or something. So uh, I will say. It's it's really really good that his show exists. I mean, it's it's really really important. The Malone episode is still up. The reason we're all like, we are, what's going on, is because we recognize how important his show is. And it's worrying to see that episodes are getting pulled down. We we need to be able to cut through the BS. And outside of Joe, it's it's important to mention that the the mainstream narrative, the mainstream media, they're tumbling, they're fumbling, they're falling apart. And we got this story from Yahoo News, January sixth committee lawmakers devastated by Jeff Zucker's ouster from CNN. This one's just a really amazing story because apparently CNN employees are freaking out that Jeff Zucker gets, get you know, get, he gets basically ousted. The new guy who's apparently in, he's one of the largest shareholders, and I think it's called uh, from Liberty Media, which is the largest shareholder in Discovery. Discovery, who is then taking over CNN, is a large Trump donor. So the top level CNN staff are all freaking out. And they're saying in these meetings that I've spoken with the January four members of the January 6th committee and they're devastated this is happening. Why are they devastated? Because we learned from Rolling Stone that at the highest levels of CNN, they were colluding with Andrew Cuomo, a Democrat governor, to help him craft his COVID narrative. They were talking about this guy being a presidential candidate at the time and CNN was helping him. Chris Cuomo was helping his brother, and I think that's why the whole scandal erupts. Chris Cuomo helps his brother, knows Zucker's helping his brother. Then when he gets busted, Zucker says, you're fired. Chris Cuomo goes, you were doing the same thing, and he's like, too bad. And he's like, well, then pay me out my contract, and Zucker's like, I ain't paying you out your contract, and then Chris says, I will oust. I will get you fired. I will will tell everybody about your relationship with this woman, and then he does, and now the whole thing's imploding and falling apart, but you know what we see from this? It's uh, uh, it's becoming clearer and clearer out in the open in the mainstream press. CNN was colluding with Democrats for favorable press coverage. We always knew it because it was obvious to anyone who paid attention, but now it's definitive and in print. We can see it. That's that. That's why they want to censor everybody else so they can get away with stuff like that. My my, oh, my
2: conspiracy senses are tingling because I definitely do not believe that Zucker went down because of an affair that people huh. knew about for years. Katie Couric was even talking about. I think there's something bigger at play here and I think there is some kind of vengeance from the Comos. The Comos are a very powerful family politically, especially decades and decades ago, especially with the power that they had in New York and the, the political sphere uh, a long time ago. But uh, when, when it comes to CNN, obviously people are realizing th- this is not journalism this is not news this is pr for special interests special interests pay them support them and they do their bidding no matter what and they're willing to cr- cross any line they're willing to violate any kind of morality in order to help the people that pay them and this is essentially the big business of corporate media that's exactly what it is it's nothing else it's not even media it's propaganda
1: could it be? A, could it be that the him um, because of some flights he took to a certain island?
2: Zucker, we, we don't know if Zucker was. Uh, I haven't seen any direct uh, evidence yeah, about I'd, that, but I'd, I wouldn't I'd, be surprised if that was the case.
0: No. I'd, I'd not heard that he had been on those planes. No, anything. no, I
1: haven't heard it either. But it's got no. Be. I
2: think it's
0: this something is something more, more. You're right. It's yeah. something no, I, more I, than just exactly. an affair. Yeah, I no. think it's that they were colluding with Democrats. The, the, the most trusted name in news working with Democrats for favorable coverage is a massive, probably one of the biggest media scandals or, yeah. in history Or this there country. could be a
2: bigger story coming out about their direct involvement um, that they're trying to, of course, save face on and to, of course, uh, not get a big backlash on. And that's why they're stepping down preemptively. There could be something even bigger coming to light soon. But why would the uh, – I know that you still have to finish reading it, but why would the Gen- January 6th committee
1: uh, – be devastated because his CNN history.
0: is is basically their mouthpiece. They're trying to come out with this lie. They've they've they're trying to come out. They've been screaming the lie for a year about January 6th. It's quite simple. January 6th was bad. A mm. lot of people fought their way through that front tunnel and fought with cops, fought their way in the front of the Capitol. Really, really bad, bad riot. A lot of these people had the doors opened for them by the police. CNN wants to push the insurrection narrative because they are helping Democrats. They are now being exposed, their own president colluding with Democrats. The woman he's having an affair with worked for Cuomo. So when they come out and they're like, it was an insurrection. And then you get these Democrats saying, we're going to file a lawsuit because anyone who spoke at that rally was involved in insurrection is no longer eligible to be a public official. CNN is helping them do that. And they got caught. That's why. Uh, And that's why they're devastated. They're like, oh, no, our whole mission to, to, to defraud the American
2: people. Well, the whole narrative de- depends on the mouthpieces. CNN is the mouthpiece of their narrative that they've been pushing and obsessing about to the point where they have been losing 90% of their audience. They have been working so hard at, at doing the bidding of the special interest that they're losing everyone. And And I, I, it's not a surprise why people don't watch them, why people don't trust them, because it's it's clearer than ever. They're, they're not in the business of news. They're in the business of power. And I think uh, I think you would agree with me, Enrique, that the January sixth uh, panel is about power as well.
1: No, no, it's about truth. They're trying. They're trying <laughs> to find out what yeah. happened January sixth. Yep.
0: Man, yeah. it's, it's really it's really crazy to watch this past month how the establishment seems to be collapsing at an exponential exponentially increasing rate.
1: Yep. And are, are we? Does this mean that we're going to see now? Because this would be complete twilight zone. We're going to see more right-wing CNN now. This
0: is crazy because apparently this guy, John Malone, I think his name is, he owns this company called Liberty Media. I think, fact-check me on this one. I think it's called Liberty Media. I think that's what he owns. And they're like a, quarter per, a 25% shareholder of Discovery. Discovery is basically buying Time Warner or something like that, like Warner Media, which owns CNN. So ultimately, you get this dude who apparently he's been very critical of Jeff Zucker. He said he wants CNN to be impartial. This was three years ago now he's going to have some of the biggest uh the most voting power in the company that basically owns cnn and a lot of people are speculating now it's going to go either like middle of the road or center right or something
1: i i doubt it i think that with the staff that they've hired they've already created that culture within their whole um within the whole culture within cnn um and I think that what's going to happen is you're going to see. I don't know. I don't know if they're like unionized or whatever, but you're going to see like a big push if if he wants to take it in that direction. I
0: I I disagree. There, there's the Veritas release where there's this like this producer guy, and he's like, I remember when we were would report the news. Now it's just all Trump all day. I mean, there are people who work there who are upset that they work at this job that's become this trash. In this private meeting. You had people like Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper said, if it wasn't for Zucker, the network would have become benign vanilla gruel. What's the news supposed to be? Chocolate sprinkles? No, it's supposed to be benign vanilla gruel. It's supposed to be your it's supposed to be your vegetables. You know, when I was a kid, Seinfeld and The Simpsons, that was dessert. But the but the but the vegetables was the news. It was like you this is your five o'clock news on Fox 32, and it was boring, and I was like, meh. And then as soon as it ended, the Simpsons came on, I was like, alright, the Simpsons. What do they think CNN is supposed to be? It's supposed to be news, but Zucker is a reality TV guy, a deeply, deeply evil man who turned politics in this country into a spectacle for profit, and he destroyed the network. There's another story from The rap. private text messages from former employees of CNN saying Zucker destroyed the network, and he did. And now that he's leaving, Jim Acosta, I think it was, said, we would be something like Fox News Lite. Fox News Lite. Does that mean centrist? Yo, because it's probably what CNN like should have been.
1: Wasn't there a Fox News reporter that like quit live on air?
0: Fox News reporter, I don't know. Yeah,
1: I think you've had her on the show. Ivory Hecker, no, Ivory Hecker,
3: yeah. Oh, but, yeah, but that was
2: Fox
0: local.
3: Yeah, that was stunning. I hope more people do what she did that was because that was brave. Yeah.
0: because they told her that they didn't want to report stories because certain racial groups didn't care about these stories. I think she wanted to report on Bitcoin. Was that what it was? I don't remember that. Was it Bitcoin? Details of it. I think it was something like that, and they were like, you know, this particular racial group doesn't care about that, so we're not going to report it. Mm. And it's like, well, you know, to be honest, I understand the point they're making. We run a business, but at the same time, if your news is predicated upon what you can sell to the masses, you become CNN, and that is a problem. It, it, it's a fine line, but, you know, the uh, we used to have a news, or maybe we never did. Maybe, yeah, may, think, may, maybe we never did. Yeah, this
3: independent journalism, I think, is the way it's supposed to be what we got now, like We Are Change and Timcast and stuff.
1: Well, that's, I mean, that's the future. That's less people are tuning into mainstream media. More people are tuning into like podcasts, alternative media. Um, and I think it's just going to get worse. And I think these networks are going to, are going to suffer. The
3: problem it. is with independent media is how do you verify they're not a crackpot? Is that's challenging? You kind of got to like peer review them.
0: No, no, you, you just you just have to only watch the shows where people speak a certain way. Like they, they talk like this. If if they speak like this, and you know, when referring to what happened in uh, Liechtenstein, uh, that's how you know they're credible. You know, and and they have suits and they have
2: paychecks self. from uh, Bill Gates. Then they're a hundred percent credible and and absolutely trustworthy. But but but, but,
0: but 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 if they talk like this, guys, really fast, like okay, gang, like you know, we, we got to talk about what's going on. Too risky. That, No, yeah, you can't trust them. Uh I'll enjoy the anarchy. (laughs) Yeah.
2: But what's, That's what's, uh, but, but Ian, to, a- to answer your question, what independent media does, what Joe Rogan does, especially with his long format, three hour long conversations, which from any kind of business perspective, if you would have asked a media guy, like, is this going to be successful? They would say no. But why is it successful is because you're, you're taken along a journey of experiencing and exploring and finding things out, not through an agenda or a narrative or something that has already has uh, you know a final uh, plan of what you think it is? It, it, it's it's an exploration. So Yo. when we have an independent media, we have sharing of data, of information, and conversations and debates that you would never have on the corporate media that question everything in our reality. And that's why it's so much better and stronger than the corporate media trash that they sure. feed and shove down our throats. You see, a while back, people started complaining
0: that the news was turning everything into sound bites. That instead of talking about politics, it was just a five minute clip on the TV. Then Twitter comes along and there's this video Glenn Greenwald shared from 09 where he said, I think it's a problem that Twitter has this character limit and it's going to keep, you know, reducing our conversations and, and making it, you know, making it worse off. Now what's happened? We've, we've, we've punched that, that rubber, you know, we stretched that rubber band to the point where it can't go any further and it snapped back. And now we've gone from the two minute soundbite to the three hour long form podcast conversation as the media choice for so many people. So CNN, they're old guard. They're, you know, Fox News, they're like, Tim, would you like to come on the show? We'll give you two minutes. And I'm like, nah, no thanks, man. that's the worst. Jordan
3: Peterson was four and a half hours on Rogan this last one. And it was totally fine. I only saw the first 40 minutes so far. I was driving. It was already going. To Florida. I watched all of it. And it was a very top So who's to say? How long is it going to go? It might not even matter at this point. Like, length maybe isn't the the problem.
0: It's It's authenticity and an ability to flesh out ideas so people can wrap their minds around it instead of a guy coming out and being like, Antifa's bad and uh, vote Trump. Bye. (laughs) <laughs> like you know like hold on, let's slow down and say, you know, you've got people then saying, Yeah, but Trump is bad. No, 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 we get that. Like when you have long form conversations you can say things like, It was bad that Trump bombed Syria But it was good that Trump tried to get our troops out of Afghanistan and set the deadline for the withdrawal, and then Joe Biden flubbed it. You can get into all the details around it and the nuance.
2: The the truth is nuanced, right? It's not black and white. There's a lot of gray. There's a lot of exploration. There's a lot of things that you have to come to an understanding of by patiently hearing both sides of the story. The only way you could do that is through, of course, long formats instead of two minute segments.
1: But let's let's it's meat and potatoes.
2: You know, when I do when and I've had a
1: lot of times where like. Uh, these networks are like, hey, why don't you come on? And it's two minutes. And it always, it, if it's a right wing outlet, it's always the same thing. Tell me who the Proud Boys are. Tell me how you, a man of color, can be a, a white supremacist. It's the same. Like, there's, there's no, there's no, there's no time for me to get into it. That's, and I think a lot of people, and we should be happy that people want those. That long for, uh, format for media because that means that just people want more. They want more information and they want to establish these arguments too. Because I, I listen to I listen to stuff like I listen to right wing things just to get like a different perspective on like other what other people are thinking. I also watch left wing podcasts. I do watch CNN. I do read CNN. You so do so a we show. we, we, we talked about
0: uh, the media, yeah. the manipulation, but I want to talk about the physical actions that are being taken. Get into what happened with you. So the first thing I want to ask you. Enrique Atario T- uh, uh, are you still you're, you're, are
1: you still involved with the Proud Boys yes I'm still involved with the Proud Boys but more at a local level I uh, Wednesday I stepped down as the chairman of the organization after about three and a half almost four years are you in any way involved with law enforcement is there more to that question are no. you There's a fan? <laughs> no the <There's laughs> <going a> simple <laughs> answer is no that story came ha- from that ha- was a, ha- let me ask you, go, ahead, go
0: ahead have you ever done any work with law enforcement yes Yes, I have. When?
1: Okay. So, uh, one, I worked with the DOD. I was a contractor for the DOD, but that doesn't count, really. What people want to know is the FBI involvement. In 2012, I got arrested. And, yes, I helped the FBI bust a human trafficking ring coming into the U.S. Um, and then the third thing is, most recently, working with law enforcement. Everybody's waiting patiently. Um is when we go to these rallies and we go to like Portland, D.C., or Austin, you know these big blue cities where Antifa comes in and wants to uh, wreak havoc. Before we get there, we contact law enforcement. We call the cops if we're getting if we're getting threats from out of the state. Yes, we will contact the FBI because that was the only people that would, could do anything about it. Um, and that wasn't a secret; it was never a secret. So when the story came out, everybody's like, "Oh, well, we got you." I'm like, "You've never watched my podcast." I've been talking about this for years. It's not a secret. Um, They, uh, I've heard the conspiracy theories. In
0: in the context of the political conflict over the past several years, have you ever provided information or testimony to law enforcement to aid in the prosecution of an individual? Absolutely not. Not even Antifa.
1: I've sent, yes. Okay, yes. The and, answer to and that is yes. What it about the human broadcast. trafficker? We've sent, I've sent documents. In the context of the conflict. Yes. So, uh, we have sent information whenever we've gotten credible threats or we see threats on Twitter. We've exposed who that person is. And yes, we have forwarded it uh over I mean we we put a. Uh, but that's, the white House. That,
0: that's overt right like you're you're publicly acknowledging you're doing yeah, these things but course. in secret have you you know spoken with law enforcement so that it, it could assist them in the in the arrest or prosecution of, of you know anybody involved in these protests
1: absolutely not
0: all right well
1: absolutely I'll, not.
0: I'll just say this for everybody who, who's not a fan of you yeah that they can believe what they want to believe if they want to believe you are an informant that's their
2: that's I'm their okay narrative. with it. Is I'm, is there anything else you could tell us more about the the DOD or the trafficking case cuz that seems something yeah. that's, that The DOD were...
1: was I, I basically did uh security cameras and I did security assessments and I would do it for you know military bases, uh, Lockheed Martin, Boeing and those companies and I also did it for retail stores, large retail stores like Macy's. Um so that wasn't I mean that's not here nor there and then the human trafficking ring did come from mexico uh they were trafficking women right uh it was a sex trade and you know guilty i gave them that and if people like like tim said i i've been dealing this for about a year i don't care if somebody loves me or hates me for that story i'm gonna say my truth and if you accept it you accept it if you don't you don't um that's not my problem. You are saying you helped well, the FBI
3: bust a ring of human traffickers, but yeah. that you feel guilty for having done that, or you feel like people are going to say, hey, bad on you for helping the FBI. I mean, I'm not going to tell bust- you I'm proud of it either. Oh, well, I think that's a good thing you did. I mean, personally. I'm not going to tell
1: you I'm proud of it or, or I feel guilty for it, but I am going to tell you, I just, this is my truth, and either you accept it or you don't. Well, let, let's talk about where
0: people get suspicious. So, uh, what, what was it, January 4th? January 4th. You got, you got stopped and arrested in DC? Yes. And so, so what happened?
1: Um, so to know what happened January 4th, you gotta go back to December 12th. On December 12th, there was a banner that was burnt, a BLM banner, um, oh, yeah. oh, that yeah. came off of a church, which I didn't know it came off a church. And on December 13th, the Metropolitan Police Department and the FBI Washington field office, uh, put some pictures up of a Proud Boys that weren't even in the area. Um, and said, we're looking for these individuals because we're investigating a hate crime. Now, if people don't know, even if it's a misdemeanor, if there's a hate crime modifier that could put you years in jail. I don't know if you guys heard the, the person that pulled down the rainbow flag and burned it. They gave him 15 years. Okay. So the very next day on my podcast live, um, I admitted to burning that banner. And, uh, also on my parlor, I admitted to burning it. Um, there was a warrant out for my arrest shortly after that. I knew going into D.C. that I'd be arrested. I knew it. That's why I flew January 4th, because D.C. is a no-bail state. I'd be let out on January 5th, and then I can go, go watch the president speak. At that time, obviously, remember, we didn't know that uh, the Capitol was going to be breached or anything like that. We just wanted to have a good time and see the president speak and get trashed like we usually do. Um So I flew into D.C. My number one mistake is I put I sell uh, magazines, uh, laser engraved magazines on my website. And I did bring two empty magazines, not pistols, like a lot of people um, have accused me of. Um, I get arrested. They didn't know about the magazines. I have a simple uh, under $500 misdemeanor destruction of property. I leave D.C. Uh, D.C. Uh, D.C.A. Ronald Reagan. And they wait till they were following me the moment that I got out of the gate of of the airport. And uh, after they, you landed, after I landed, uh, but where did an, you land? In DCA. Oh, okay. In Coming Reagan. Back. And uh, I I got in an Uber and I was driving into DC, and I mean they came to get me like I was Noriega for a misdemeanor. Again, they didn't know anything about the magazines, even though the magazines by themselves aren't really dangerous. Uh, the whole they had a whole SRT team ars pointing at the uber um there was a there was a news camera. the crazy part about this and i swear to you there's a news camera full-size news camera pointing at um at this everything that was going on i haven't seen that footage yet but um was it cnn or i don't know okay i don't know i i don't doubt it's cnn because you saw the the stone story when yep. they came to get stone cnn was magically in the corner of his uh-huh. house uh, he lives on a dead end street, by the way, at that time. Um, and I think what they wanted to do is two things. I think what they wanted to do is send a message to anybody that was coming to town that day. And the second thing that they uh, were trying to do is, I think they were trying to take me out of the equation because, I'll tell you this, if I was on the ground in D.C. on January 6th, Proud Boys wouldn't have been arrested. I wouldn't have let any of them go inside. Yeah, I would have seen it from a mile away. I did, would have seen
0: did, it. Didn't the Oath Keepers guy say the same thing? Like he told them not to go in and they went in anyway? I,
1: I don't know much about like the Oath Keepers case. I haven't read his uh, latest indictment. I know that Stewart was on like Capitol Grounds, um, when that happened. Uh, Do you think he's a fed? Uh, well, they hit him with, if they're hitting a fed with seditious conspiracy charges, so that it. he
0: can plead the fifth and won't testify, because the defense teams wanted these guys to testify in their defense, and now they won't. In the J
1: six and the J six committee, or are you talking for the cases? For these cases, mm-hmm. one of the
0: things that, uh, that people are concerned with is they have this guy's communications for a year. They don't charge him, and that and and uh, I don't know if it was him specifically, but there's been o- other cases where. As soon as the defense says, "like we want this person to testify in, in our defense," they go, "Oh, we're charging him, and now he pleads the fifth.
1: Tim, I find it weird, but I've been on the end where people have called me a fed for the past year, like right now, and yeah, <laughs> probably on your live chat. Right Yo, now.
0: I, I, Luke but, and I were called feds endlessly back. You know, Luke probably still gets called a fed all the time.
1: And I just like I've been on I've I've been on that side for a year, so I can't tell you if he is or isn't. I haven't really looked into it much. But I could tell you that everybody gets called a Fed at some point, and it's inevitable. And I think it's by design. You know, you see like CoIntel Pro. You know, how do you? America's not going to die by murder. America's going to die by suicide. Now, put that in a microscope and put it into groups. Groups like the Proud Boys aren't going to die because but because of anything but internal turmoil, and we've we've. We've had those. We've had internal turmoil from the, from the beginning, so we're used to it. We're a completely different group, but um, you hear that wind yeah, coming through? I, I hear that. Is that rain? I don't know. It oh, sounds yeah. awesome,
3: though. I think think my it's my rain. Top. That's soothing.
0: Oh, your fan. I was like, what was that? Oh, getting heated. Oh, but, but but anyway, uh, you know, one of the one of the reasons people think that you're a fed is that they feel like you got pulled out. Mm-hmm. They, they, they they stopped you from being there on January sixth to. Make sure you are out of the fray and not involved in any of it. You're in jail conveniently, so you have a perfect alibi. And
1: I understand that concern. I get it, and it's, it's it is a really good argument. Oh, they pulled you out so you, his, their asset wouldn't be there. But then, like a judge gives me five months for pleading out to a misdemeanor, they give me max sentence. I'm currently on probation. I got to do three years probation on it. Uh, I'm not going to say anything on on live right now, but you know anybody that was there on december 12th knows what happened and i just think that it's meant to divide us it's meant we're very united right now but they're trying to divide us they're trying to make us fight with each other they're trying to cause this internal turmoil and i think now is not the time again i i'm just going to say my story if people accept it they do but i'm speaking in general i think that we need to get together And we need to focus because we're going to lose everything.
3: Is jail like is, is isolation like mind breaking? Is it like psychosis inducing?
1: If you're, and I'm not going to say if you're a weak minded individual, like anybody could be broken. I'll tell you it was, and I was only there for a short time. I don't want to sound like I'm complaining because some of these guys have been there for over a year, you know? Um, But I was there for five months short. Uh, The first, the wind, the, comes the wind, in. on the wind. The right. first two weeks was extremely difficult um, because it was straight isolation. You know, I come f- straight from the street. I'm a very social person. I'm around my family all the time, and they put me, they put me in a six by four, and they lock you in for twenty three hours a day. And at the beginning, I was uh, considered high profile, so they have me on like this Hannibal Lecter program. Huh. So when they let me out for an hour, they don't let me out with anybody else. I would walk the track. Which is an indoor track with no, no windows. I'd walk the track alone and it reminds me of that meme. You seen that meme of, uh, of, um, uh, damn it. What's that guy from Columbia? Uh, the drug lord.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Escobar. Escobar. Pablo Escobar. Was, you seen those Escobar memes where he's just sitting on like the bench yeah. or he has his hand. So That's hard what hard it reminded hard. me of because I'm like, damn, I must look like a freaking crazy person walking around here, but it was the only exercise I'd got. But I continued through that isolation um, th- for the next three months. After the f- two weeks, I calmed down a little bit. I had my books; I was reading nonstop. And uh, you know, we're putting—I was in there with some of the J six defendants, and we're putting in grievances. And shortly after that, marshals came in, did an inspection, found the place unlivable. What was
0: it like, like toilets were backing up and spilling all over or something? I heard. I mean, there's a lot
1: of things. I could, I could go on, I could go on like two hours just about that alone, but it starts off with like medical, right? Um, over treatment, under treatment. It started out, my first experience is like some guy was having some type of medical issue where he passed out next to like my cell, right? It took them 20 minutes to come pick up this guy and he was unresponsive. I don't know what happened to this guy. Um, I know that I was, uh, I, I had problems sleeping. When the doctor came by, and I'm like, "Hey, I have problem sleeping." And the next day, they come with like a little thing with like five different pills. They're like, "You have anxiety." I'm like, "You know what? I'm just not going to take this." There was three people that OD'd in in my unit within 24 hours from
0: the med- from the medicine they gave them.
1: Well, uh, yes, because they would smoke. It, it was crazy. They'd smoke like some type of pill, and then they'd mix it with like K2. Oh my. God. Uh, okay. And then the more <laughs> yep. the more severe things. Where, you know, your water'd be turned off for three days. You couldn't flush the toilet. You couldn't use the sink. There was no hot water for, for anything except for uh, a shower. Um, there was multiple times where like people would flood and there's like, there's crap. There's little crap shit in the water about an inch and you're, it's, it's flooded inside your cell and they'd leave it in there for like two days. They wouldn't let you out you know, because it's flooded. They wouldn't let you out. They'd cut off your water, and then they try to give you water in bags. And there was like 24 hours that you wouldn't get one of those little bags. And when you get it, you know, you're like, like uh, drinking it up. Um, abuses from uh, the guards were prevalent, especially with the J6 protesters. Um, while I was in there, um, I mean, uh, attorney-client privilege, doesn't exist. They did denied me from seeing my attorney multiple times and the w- one of the times that they did, they put me in a hallway, right, with two guards next to us, no walls in between us. There was no sense of privacy. You know, and we're talking about, you know, I'm I'm being sued. It's it's a war of attrition. They put me in jail. The J6 committee subpo- subpoenas me. I wasn't in I wasn't even in DC at the time. Uh I'm being sued by Members of Congress, I'm being sued by Capitol Police. I'm being sued by the DC government. I'm being sued by a church. For uh, what? So, well, for January 6th. But I wasn't there. I'm sorry. I wasn't there. The church that's suing me isn't, doesn't even, wasn't the church that the banner was burned from. It's another church somewhere else. I don't even know where this church is. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to break me down. They're trying to expose me as an FBI informant so my own guys turn on me. Uh, they're trying to hit me financially, which they already have a long time ago. So they could sue me and be like, "You owe us a hundred
2: billion dollars," and I'll be like, "Cool, I'll send you like some shirts," because I literally I'm broke. What, was there an effort? You just mentioned a little bit that they tried to make you look like an informant. Is there more that you could tell us about that? I think what they did is they got those three
1: portions of the story I made earlier that the the contracting for the DoD. Uh, the stuff from 2012 and me, uh, us working. How, how is
2: that released? Cause that usually, especially when it comes to like confidential informants, that stuff usually isn't released, right? That's the other thing
1: that's crazy is that that's not really supposed to be released, but, um. Like who th- released that and how did that happen? His get out name is, um, Aram Rosten with Reuters. Um, and he released a story and he mixed in a whole bunch of things in there just to kind of like give it some spunk. Um, I honestly believe right now Aaron Rosten is, uh, they're leaking information from the J6 committee, uh, to Aaron Rosten, um, at the time, but that's a whole other ballgame. Um, but what we're seeing here is they want to def, they wanted to de platform you because it's things that we were talking about years ago. They want to definance you. They wanna sue you, take everything that you got, they wanna put you in a cage, and eventually what they want is they want you dead. Okay, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating
3: here. That's, that's the road that we're going on. I was think about how they would try and get, like, they'd try and torture someone to admit that they lied right before they execute them back at, like, really horrible totalitarian governments. they like, get them on stage in front of everyone. They'd be like, now tell them all that you were lying the whole time. And they're like, no, no, and they're beating them. Tell them, tell them, and then they finally say, okay, I was lying. And they're like, good, and then they kill them. Yeah. Like, that,
1: that's the tactic that they're using with some of these J6 defendants. What they're doing is these people, some of these people aren't accused with being violent, Right. Some of these queues aren't accused of like stealing or breaking anything. No assaults, no nothing. You know, they just walked in and out and they've been in jail for a year. And basically what they're trying to do and they keep them in that 23 in one lockdown for a year. You know, I don't care how strong you are. They get, they, they put you, they put you in solitary confinement yeah. in that lockdown for long enough. Your mind's not going to come all... all, well, all. You're going to that, be fried.
2: That's torture. That's what happened to Chelsea Manning. That's what's happening to Julian Assange, who should not be in jail right now, who hasn't been convicted of any crime. He's facing charges here in the United States, which is crazy. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It, it was the conf- CI, confidential informant, uh, information. Is, is that correct? That is, is that, correct. Th- th- I remember seeing that and then wondering, this is supposed to be classified. This is supposed yes. to be kept away from the general public. This is not supposed to be... Known, there are no public releases about this kind of information because it's it's held secretly, so people don't know the kind of means and techniques of of was it uh, the the Federal Bureau of Investigation or was it the local police department FBI FBI. So, so they don't usually release that information, uh, especially with such a high profile case, because it actually puts the case in, in jeopardy, doesn't it?
1: Well, here's here's the the kicker on that article. I don't know if that's what you're watching right now. On that article, this journalist. I've never heard this. I've never heard this before. Besides being able to get these records, he was able to get the judge to give comment on the case and the ex-prosecutor on the case um, to give comment on on what happened on those proceedings, right? So I think that that's why I honestly think that that story um,
2: was timed to, to cause turmoil. No. I think that's what they wanted to do now you made a statement about uh, your truth w- what is your truth on on what uh you made a statement say, uh before when, when we were talking about this saying this is my truth yeah. uh specifically with you know all the accusations in short i just kind of wanted to ask you an open-ended generalized question what is your truth
1: my truth is um i've i, I can't cuss here i've screwed up many times in my life. I'm not a perfect person. Like some people put me on like this pedestal as like this person that you should follow. I'm not the most moral person in the world. Okay. And I've screwed up. I'm not proud of what happened in 2012, but I did it. But the truth is now there is no truth to, Hey, you're working with the feds. Right. And again, that story just doesn't bother me anymore. I love my bros. I love my family. I, before jail, if I was on this show, I'd tell you, I love my country. I can't tell you that anymore. I can't. My priorities have changed since I've gone in. I love the Constitution, but I don't love
3: this fascist thing. Whatever I, I this... don't.
1: I can't, I can't tell you. My priorities were my God, my family, my country. Now it's my God, my family, my tribe. And to me, what that tribe is, is people that do believe in that document. People that do want to better this country. And to me, those people are more important than a, a
3: set of borders. What are some of the names of the people that are in prison right now, these January 6th? Are there any names? Uh, that- there's actually many names. Um, there's Charles Donahoe,
1: right? We call them Yut Yut. Uh, Zachary Rell, Ethan Nordin, uh, also known as Rufio, um, Joe Biggs, um, we have, dude. We have like twenty six guys that are that are arrested, um, and you know, can I say? Can I say, hey, did they deserve something? I'm like, well, you trespassed. Fine, hit them with trespassing, but that's not what they're getting hit with. That's why I'm fighting well, for. Well, hold on a minute. Is it trespassing
0: if the police open the door?
1: Yes. No, I agree with that. I'm just telling you. Like, let me
0: let me let me, let me just say because mm-hmm. we we had we had an incident recently where a guy trespassed on the property mm-hmm. and the reason it was trespassing is because we have two very large signs a very large signs one of them is no trespassing this is private property everything you do is being filmed if you keep going another sign a smaller one says you are now trespassing on private property when we talked to the police they said if someone crosses a barricade in any way after Having trespassed, it's burglary in Maryland. If you don't have any notification or signs, no crime has been committed. Yeah. So when it came to the Capitol, a lot of people keep saying trespassing. And I think it's because we're like, you know, they, they entered this, this property. Mm-hmm. But the Capitol is public property. Um, my understanding is that many of these buildings, I'm not sure about the Capitol specifically, are open to the public in most cases. And for a lot of these people, you can watch video of the police opening up the door and saying... I agree with your right to protest. So these people who walked in and were looking around and like smiling and waving, they were not informed. They weren't allowed to be there. There were no signs. There's no warning. The first thing that has to happen is, excuse me, you are trespassing during an official proceeding. You need to leave. Oh, sorry about that. Bye bye. But they didn't do that. So I'm wondering if this is even trespassing.
1: Well, here's the thing. So and the reason why I say is not convicted of trespassing. I think that that should be like the most the, the most serious of charges. To somebody that did an assault or break anything, right? But, uh, in legalese, uh, the trespassing charge that they're charged with isn't even applicable because it goes a step further to the no signs thing. So the building in, in the, in the law, it states that the building ha- must be secured by secret service. The version of trespassing that they're hit with, and the building's not secured by secret service. The building's secured by Capitol Police. But, what I'm fighting at, I'm not fighting, I'm, I'm not saying they have to fight that misdemeanor if they get it, but they're, we're way past that. They're using this archaic law called obstructing an official proceeding because it's the only felony that they could be charged with. The only felony that they could be charged with is obstructing an official proceeding and it doesn't apply in this setting because it's meant for like witness tampering. It's not meant for like protesting and obstructing an official proceeding at all. And as a matter of fact, what was happening January 6 isn't an official proceeding at all it is a ceremonial proceeding so if January 6 let's say everybody got covid right and nobody showed up to the January 6 the certification of the election still happens joe biden is still inaugurated president uh, in 2020 congress has no say in how the states vote for a candidate Voting, that's a whole other issue. I'm not going to get into that. But when we're talking about the certification, it's not an official proceeding, but they're using it because it's like the only thing that this this government's like, this government's like, we got to give them decades. And what do they do? They keep them in the gulag, right? They keep them in the gulag for a year, locked up, and they're like, well, you're facing decades. And then the first prosecutor that comes in and gives them a deal and it's like, well, you know what? We're going to give you six or seven years. Like, you're stuck in this hole and you're like okay you know what i got to take this deal i got to take this deal and it makes you like it makes you not want to fight these cases right cuz you're scared they broke you and it's so easy to get to that point how can we help those people um i know that there's uh there's a couple of uh, what i'll do is if if you guys follow my telegram channel i'll post it but i know that there's some channels on telegram that are uh constantly posting um Fundraisers, ways to contact these people, something that helped me that was great. Uh, I got a lot of mail. I got to read a lot of mail. Uh, people send me books. I got to read a lot of books. Um, and then obviously the fundraisers, if we, if anybody can help any of the J6ers, period, um, by fundraising, there's also, uh, as far as the Proud Boys go, there's a channel on Telegram called at Proud Boys, and it has like the contact information on how you can write to them. Uh, and things like that.
3: Like a lot of those people, I imagine they have families, and they're out of work now, so the family is suffering financially as a result. Yeah. And then maybe can people can donate to their families directly. Th- or something.
1: That's 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 uh, another thing that's on there is like a lot of family funds, um, where you can go ahead and uh, and that- and you know give. There's Amazon
0: lists too. We got to go to Super Chat. So if you haven't already, smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends and uh, become a member at timcast.com if you want to help support the work we do and all of our journalists and get your super jets in we're going to read uh, a bunch of what you got all right we got marcus a lundy says listen to will of the people yesterday and i have to ask where the hell did that voice come from Ten Ten downloaded. download and we'll listen again thank you very much good sir yeah uh for those that may be new to the show we used to do jam sessions on friday nights i have been uh playing music since i was like seven years old drums guitar vocals we're working on a bunch of new songs. we got Ian jamming on a lot of these songs. Oh, man. We're working with Pete Parada, formerly of The Offspring, doing drums for a bunch of our songs. really really, really uh, it is an honor and a privilege. And hopefully we can get Mr. Phil Labonte, of all that remains, he expressed interest in collaborating on a song. That would be amazing. And if you haven't already, you can check out Will of the People on YouTube. Uh, it's a video on this channel. And it is my music video about the cycle of revenge, violence, and revolution. All right. Let's see what we got. Andre says, "Give send go crashed from all the traffic." Honk. Yep. All right. Honk honk. All right. All right. Chance says, "Tim, you should build culture by making a two a show like Demo Ranch. I'd pay extra for it, and would let you use my arsenal to get it started." We've actually discussed doing that, but um, we want to we want to build do do more than just you know, hey, we're on a ranch, and we're going to blow stuff up because it's been done. And so we're, Is
2: there we're, something better than that? Yeah, I mean that's
0: good. Well, I mean, I like
2: that idea. Yeah, I do like that idea. You As could well,
0: maybe do it in slow motion. You've you been outvoted. You, you got to figure out your angle. You know what do I mean? Do it from above,
3: maybe that angle, like top down.
0: Maybe <laughs> we can idea. find a way to. uh We got. We got to check the laws on this one, but you know, drone work with like you know demolition drones. If or we something, could like
3: zoom in really fast into an explosion in slow motion that'd be cool and Whoa. then back out really fast in slow motion
0: one of the things we did on one of the vlogs was when we were at the shooting range after we fired we had a camera on the side of uh, one of the guns one of the rifles <clears throat> and then we had the drone after we were done we had the drone fly forward like it was oh. you know, like it was the bullet so we just like boom with the drone stuff like that That's so cool. you know we'll, we'll see we'll see Yeah. Quagsire says I've been thinking about that Starship Troopers quote for the past week with all the news about the convoy when you said it, my face lit up. Honk! Honk, honk. Which quote? Uh, when Doogie Hauser puts his hand on the alien oh, wow, and says, yeah. It's afraid. And mm-hmm. they're like, Yeah! What a, what, a, what, a, what a truly amazing piece of literature. The uh, Starship Troopers yeah. have, you guys, have you guys I was just watched right. watching the internet, watched, actually nope. Two days ago The movie doesn't do The book justice My understanding is I think uh, I Carl it. Benjamin Did a breakdown of Like the book is actually A lot better sure. The guy who made the movie tried to ma- wanted, wa- wanted to make them fascists
3: I've been thinking about it Because I was telling you guys How I kill the stink bugs I throw them outside Into their cold death And it, it makes me think About the bugs From Starship Troopers And how they weren't Evil or good They were just bugs Just living and the humans made them out to seem evil because that was the humans were the no, fascists. The, because,
0: because the aliens launched a preemptive, preemptive attack. Launched so we were it, told, yeah. No, I mean. Well, I in, think the in, humans were the preemptive in attackers. In the story, it's, it, so you're, you're getting the Starship Trooper story from an omniscient perspective. The bugs attacked Earth first and then Earth responded. And the guy who made the movie tried to make it seem like the humans were the fascists. Like, we talk about, they blew Buenos Aires, dude. I don't know. Yeah. Good story, good story, huh? couple of authoritarian so, governments. So was it service out. guarantee citizenship? Yep. All right, Brandis, Brandon Tom says, I wonder which charity GoFundMe will donate to. BLM, Planned Parenthood? Oh. Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. Maybe to act blue. How about that? Mm. Thanks for all your money. All right, let's see what we got. Chris Christopher Chavez says, so I've just watched YouTube not allow me to call out one of their paid shills. I tried posting a reply three times and each time I went to check, the reply wasn't there. Wow. That has never happened to me before. You know, um, I feel like I run a risk by even mentioning this, but um, we've done it before, and I'll do it again. There's something – what is it called? The 50-Cent Army. Um, and what they do is oh, yeah. in China, China. Yeah. like whenever someone, a regular citizen posts pro-CCP propaganda, they get 50 cents or something like that. Mm. We did an episode where I mentioned this and like right – so there's a delay. When we talk about a minute, 30 seconds to a minute after I say it, it appears on YouTube. There's that lag, right? And so – during the show, we kept getting a drop off, like the show would pause and then jump. And then after the show, people were like, oh, there were weird skips, you know, at certain points. And then it turns out whenever we mentioned the 50 cent army, the show would drop for a few seconds. I'm watching it right now, seeing if it's dropping, but I don't it's, think it is. I mean, maybe it was just a coincidence. Yeah. You know, maybe it's a coincidence and we're all just paranoid or whatever, but I thought that was funny. So yeah, there I'm, I'm, I'm also, wasn't it also that you couldn't post some kind of like offensive Chinese slur? Sure. Yeah, there was a yeah. slur for like a Chinese communist and like YouTube would delete it if you posted it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty I, I'm wondering, like, did China already win the war? You
3: know, Looks like. It. I don't know. And I'm encouraged just, when people just... say how, what a paper tiger that government is. Mm. Yeah.
1: Let's say Benison that you, baby. What
3: does what say? What?
1: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> my eyes are bad.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Justin Bookman says, hello, Tim and crew. Ian is a fellow Ohioan. So. I would hang out at Walmart after school, but I feel I feel like there are times at eight a.m. in Tim's kitchen where you're going about the fe- going going on about the Fed, but Tim is like, "I just wanted to know if you want syrup on your pancakes." <laughs>
3: <laughs> Tim's lives on the other side of the house now. We, we used to pop in and say hi to each other once in a while during the day. And talk well, but politics. you sleep until yeah nowadays. six p.m. <laughs> I think it's about to change. I'm pretty excited about it. With what? Just uh, my my schedule. I want to be up during the day. And oh yeah, yeah. Sleeping Get out at night. It. Yeah. No more sleeping at night. Let's get a little more active. Yep.
0: All right, let's grab some super chats. Haywood says they are creating extremists one blue collar worker at a time. Maybe that's what they want. They want they want to beat down regular people to the point where they can use them as propaganda. That's why. I always say nonviolent civil disobedience works violence does not work we are not in the 16 or 1700s anymore or even the 1800s and people say yeah but antifa gets away with it yes because they get funding from the state literally illinois democratic administration was giving blm money it was from the state you, these people are on the side of the fascists so let me make something very very simple for all you guys pulling up in your car and honking your horn is destroying the establishment they're screaming and, and, and freaking out. And it is the most amazing, joyful, positive, and peaceful protest. You see, nonviolent civil disobedience is the key. They don't know what to do. They're like, well, they're violent. And it's like a granny is handing out muffins. And they're like, but they're racist. And then there's like one guy with a Confederate flag. Nonviolent civil disobedience is working.
2: And that if, one guy gets kicked out of the protest.
0: It's working, and they don't
3: know what to do about it. Yep. I wouldn't say the Confederate flag is not a racist thing. Is it? Is it being no. twisted to be racist nowadays? I mean, it yeah, but yeah. It's, it's, it's being it's, first, The
0: Confederate flag it's the battle flag, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna nitpick when someone's like, I think that's flag. That's, yeah. that's a racist flag. I'll be like, well, I get it. You know, yeah. I understand. That's not the point. The point is the truckers aren't racist. They're regular working class people. You know, the I point think is, that- they're not violent. They're peaceful. And the establishment doesn't know what to do. Yeah, like
3: this guy said they're making, what do they say, radical truckers one day at a time or something? Blue-collar workers. Blue-collar workers. I don't think that this established order understands that it's creating the collateral damage of... Blue collar extremism, like same as bombing uh, Middle East and killing parents and the kids grow up and become extremists. They weren't intending. They want
0: more January 6th. They want regular working people to lose their minds so they can justify banning people from Congress and seizing control. But when people
1: just stand around and dance, they don't know what to do. If you if you silence somebody, if you definance them, if you take everything from them and then you demonize them. Do you think that that person's going to rationalize or do you think that that person's going to be radicalized? Yeah, exactly. Like people aren't going to go, oh, okay, you know what? You're silencing me. You're calling me names. I'm broke. You know what? Maybe I'm wrong. That's not going to
3: happen. I don't get it. It's not going to happen. It's a conversation I've had with a a really good friend of mine about platforming people. He's like, you're directly contributing to the rise of a fascist state of the United States by platforming people like you for instance because yeah. of our conversation but first of all he doesn't know who you are he's just heard your name He heard the media reports and like dude if you try and stifle people especially people you don't agree with and, and force them underground they don't go away and the ideology doesn't disappear
0: yeah it it, it goes into the corner and festers yeah. and, and rots and grows
1: I think what the reason, the real reason why people hate me is I'm really really good at making fun of people
3: mm. I don't even like think, I got
1: a knack for it
3: I don't think people understand know who you are enough to hate you it doesn't that's, that's, that's true
0: it's true of of Rogan. These people have not watched yeah. any of his episodes. No. So let's read some more. We got Flick Off says, "If you guys get Dan Crenshaw on, please ask him about being one of the one of Klaus Schwab's young global leaders." <laughs> Would also like to hear Luke's opinion on it. I actually have an, a statement on this. First, the first thing is we were supposed to have Dan yesterday, but they had to vote, and so it went all night. But he did reschedule. I'm uh, uh, I'm grateful that he wants to come on the show. I look forward to talking to him. And he he already responded to me about this. He said that he had nothing to do. I'm I'm paraphrasing, but basically the uh, World Economic Forum creates their own editorial list like Forbes 30 under 30. They decide to just highlight people they think are prominent figures, and he had nothing to do with it. And now, because they put his name on it, everyone thinks he's involved with the World Economic Forum, which he's not.
2: Well, people are concerned because there's a video going around right now that I tweeted myself from Klaus Schwab in 2017, literally bragging about how he claims to penetrate the Canadian government, the Argentinian government, the French government, and how half of the cabinet members of the Trudeau government are from the World Economic Forum. So because of that, people are, you know, Tr- triggered and concerned about people being associated with it and and that's why i was really looking forward to that conversation i think you know dan should either disavow or publicly say that he does not want to be a part of that list and say uh, and ask them to take him off
0: i so when i when when i was talking to him to ask him to come on the show he meant come come on the show he mentioned that he's like he's like dude i had nothing to do yeah, with that. that's great let him make so, a statement exactly. and and
2: saying i don't agree with the world economic forum i don't agree with their vision this is what i personally think and give me that box And if that would have happened, uh, oh. I think that would have been very important. And I think a lot of people would have respected that. Yeah, and, and, and especially if they could get an honest point of view of where he stands on this very powerful organization that has mobilized the corporate world, the government world, towards creating a great reset. What's his ideas about the great reset? What's his ideas about the twenty thirty vision? Would love to hear about it. And uh, you know, hopefully those conversations you feel happen. How
3: do about Klaus penetrating? <laughs> dude, I would have loved to be here it's if the Dan was here. Previous, dude, this this Austrian old Austrian author authorocrat, this corporatist, like it's such a Bond villain. I know it comes up a lot that Klaus Schraub is like Doesn't he look like a Bond yeah, villain? Yeah, it looks like him, sounds Absolutely. like him. He's like Dr. Evil. He's trying to G- corporatize the global government. I mean, it's, it's what a Bond villain would do. It's incredible.
0: And, and yes, I am peeling an orange right now in the middle of super chats. Yes. I'm so and glad. Luke like brought it. all these oranges and I got,
1: I think I got the last, or, 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 so oranges. 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 I brought all oranges. He imported them yes. from
2: like Florida. Yes. <laughs> no, specifically. I handpicked no. no. them oh, from okay. Florida, he brought he them here for everyone and I get, I get attacked it because so of it. So do you I'm see the hospitality here? I'm from Florida
1: and this orange is from mm. Idaho. Oh, it's Florida. Florida. That's the size of that
3: uh, thing? Florida. GMO? Oh, my gosh. And that's probably genetically that's modified. Button, yeah.
0: You guys ever see You ever see these blood oranges, man? They're so Look cool. Look at this. You know They're what I'm going to stop right. doing? Is dope. Is I mean, what I'm going to try
3: and stop doing is eating non-organic food, like genetically modified food or stuff with antibiotics and you're stuff. No, like you're not going to eat that? I'm going to try and avoid it at all costs. Like Good luck. Especially animal products that have been injected with hormones and... Well, read let's, let's, and stuff. Let's,
0: let's, let's read some more Super Chats, though. I um, want to make sure we're giving you, people. Rick Hunter says, Enrique has been disavowed. Take your colors off.
1: No, oh, great. Have you been disavowed? I have not been disavowed. I've been the opposite of disavowed. But yeah, I'm actually surprised that in the Super Chats, I've only gotten one of those comments.
0: All right. Just Revenant says, hey, Luke, is Alex Jones Bill Hicks?
2: That's <laughs> the- he us, <laughs> uh, he, uh, Does he get mad about that? Exactly. We, we him ever, on the like, show. Like, hey, he loves it.
0: Yeah, all the time. He's like, it's it's crazy. I, I but we Bill had Hicks. him here and I asked him and I accidentally said Bill Burr. I was <laughs> <Does, laughs> like, are you Bill Burr? He's like, okay. what? No. Does and then I was say, like, oh, Bill Hicks. Yeah. I cannot expose
2: such big truths.
1: Does he say it's a conspiracy theory?
3: Yeah. Oh, you know what Alex admits a conspiracy theory? No.
0: Alex is... I th- I think people need to understand a lot of his show is like sensationalized. Mm. And I don't mean that he's not I, – I, I'm not saying like he – I think he, he's putting on a show is, is what I mean to say. And if you, when you actually talk to him, he can very calmly break you down, like break down these stories and walk from point A to point B for you. But I got to admit, when he goes on Joe Rogan and he's like,
3: human-animal hybrids, and, 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 and
0: they're building these 5G towers, and, and I'm you know, like, whoa. When dude.
3: he came on the show the first time, he was telling us about Klaus Schwab. It was the first time I ever heard about Klaus Schwab. And he also mentioned Klaus and another guy together. You know, and I don't remember the other guy's name, but we got to figure that out because he was just as intertwined as Klaus in all this. It was more than just Klaus. Alec, I want to pin it on him.
0: Alex comes on the show with Phil Labonte. And, uh, and I'm like, let's talk about immigration. And then within 30 seconds, Alex is like, so, so when Thomas Jefferson was ru- was running the Illuminati,
3: all right, George Washington's <laughs> a writing a letter to And
0: Illuminati. then I'm like, Phil, help. And he goes, yes. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? It's supposed to be helping control this. Uh, it was fun though. He's
1: really like, smart. He is, he's is very, very like, great, yeah. he remembers dates, uh, numbers, people, dates of births. Uh, the guy's a walkie encyclopedia. I love him. Yeah, he's great.
0: All right, let's read some super chats. We got Vision Quest. He says, spending our Friday evening watching Timcast IRL on on one TV and Viva Fry on another. Thank you both for doing what you do so well. Could use another honest journalist up there, Luke.
1: Ask go him to which Canada? one he likes more.
2: I was so banned cold. from Canada for like 10 years. Um, I don't have a good relationship with the Canadians. 10 years? Uh, yeah, I got That's... banned 10 years for... Um, false pretenses. I was arrested falsely by Mayor Bloomberg in New York City. Uh, All the charges were dropped. But as soon as I came up to the border, the Canadian uh, Mounties stopped me, interrogated me, uh, went through all of my devices, went through all of my clothing, every little piece of uh, thing. They tore everything apart, had dogs all over my place. And uh, then they told me, That I was uh, a criminal I was arrested And I have a criminal record According to the FBI Which I never had I've been arrested A number of times Never found guilty Arrested seven times Always Always Charges dropped because it was always for the crimes of journalism and asking people hard questions. So and he, they said I was convicted when I never went, was.
1: So you were you were banned for ten years. Banned for ten years. They're like,
2: don't come back in Canada for ten years. Then I got a lawyer. I fought it, and I was actually able to go to Canada within oh. the seventh year. That's I, I but I had so that's that, actually uh,
1: super cute. I see, I <laughs> I've see, been that. banned from Canada for life, and I've never stepped foot in the country. Wow, for what? Wow. I see. I see Can, someone. Oh god, Canada. Designated the Proud Boys a domestic terrorist group over there, oh, yeah, and the Canadian Proud Boys never even go out to like rallies. Uh, so I'm banned completely for life. Wow! I can't never go there, and I've never been there. Not that I want to go there, <laughs> although I do want to go support these truckers. Yeah, Canada's the but. Show
0: let's read some some more speeches. we got Zoe Rourke he says a Joe fan here I'm losing faith in him after CNN defamed him he wouldn't sue them because Jeff was his friend now we are missing more episodes I'm starting to think he isn't on the side of freedom I completely disagree with that Uh I certainly think Joe is one of the most important individuals fighting for free thought and freedom and he defended his podcast with Malone and Peter McCullough and I respect that greatly and um, let's be real like when Joe had me on the show the first and second times, he, he helped lift me up tremendously. So whatever you think about what he's doing now, whatever, whatever you want, you, you want to be critical of him. Absolutely. That's why we'll still talk about what's going on with this show. That's why I'll still question what's happening with this show. No free passes, but Joe has been such an amazing net positive for freedom in this country. I just think you gotta, you gotta just. His show is fantastic. It's one of the most important things. Keep the faith, man. Joe's a good
2: dude. you got to judge people by the fruit of their labors. And when you look at the fruit produced by Joe Rogan, holy cow, there has been a lot of counter narratives. There's been a lot of information that the very powerful people are trying to keep away from you.
1: you got a crazy
2: obsession with fruits. (laughs) Look
3: at the size of that thing.
1: Yeah.
2: I think bear many fruits. Rogan didn't say
3: he didn't sue CNN because he was friends with Zucker. He mentioned that he was friends with Zucker while he was talking about it. I think he just he never said why he wasn't gonna sue them or why he didn't. Honestly, I think Joe's
0: trying to de escalate to a great degree. But he's but I also think he's a bit obstinate. He refuses just to I I I don't think he's the kind of guy who just wants to lie. You know, so when they when Sanjay Gupta comes on, he's like, No, like, dude, you guys lied about me, but you know, when Sanjay Gupta wrote that article and said I was afraid Joe Rogan was going to jump the table and throttle my neck, when I brought that up to Joe, he was like, ah, he's just trying to be funny, man. And I'm like, I, I don't give him the benefit of the doubt the way you do. You know, I, I just – sure, maybe is there's some humor in that, but, you know, the reason that plays well to the left is because they believe it. They believe you're the guy who's what, – what did Ethan Klein say? That he's, like, hopped up on human growth hormone and stuff like that? Like, they're insulting you. So – Joe's not stupid. I think he knows all of this, but I think he's trying to avoid escalating a conflict with them. I think Joe, uh when he put out that statement and he was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry for pissing you guys off. I'll do better next time." Very, very well played because it's hard to look like the bad guy when you're being nice and making jokes and saying you're a fan of Neil Young and all that. And then even the Rock apparently comes out and he's like, "Rock on, brother." So you want it, you want to be the nice guy. There was a there was a hit piece that was written about him and this guy was like, I started watching several episodes and I came across one with Joe Rogan and Tim Poole and he refers to me in like, I forgot what he said about me. He said that I was like, um, not an, an extremist, but, uh, I forgot what word he used. Basically that I'm, it's like passionate, but in a negative way, whatever he was saying, yeah. that I'm like partisan and, you know, hyper focused and, um, you know, to a degree, like, I forgot, I forgot yeah, the word he used. you'll
3: think of it. I know what you're talking about.
0: But he was he was basically saying that I was fervent, you know, that I was like, ah, and Joe was much more like, well, calm down there, buddy, and you know, and I think that's Joe's. That's how he. That's how he plays it. You know, he wants to have on people like Josh Zepps. You know, that's the guy who claimed that the uh, internment camps in Australia were just international arrival bungalows, oh. and then they started taking people from their homes and bringing them to there, which makes it an internment camp at the very least, like the most modest definition. So Joe will have him on and, and just be like, okay, you know, I, you know, he made me look bad and you know, I, I love the guy. So thank you. And he's very, very polite about it. I think that's his play. Yeah.
3: I, I get the whole wanting to get along with everybody and wanting to smooth it over and kind of be like the penultimate diplomat. But also if you see somebody torturing somebody else, like and if it's your brother that's getting tortured, like you kind of got to not be a diplomat anymore. Now it's time to take action. Well, Joe did, I
0: I, I, Joe did end up defending me on, on two occasions from that guy's insults though. So it's like, you know, look, I I think Joe's a good dude. I'm eternally grateful for him having me on his show because it, it like I gained like three hundred thousand subscribers the first time I went on his show. It was nuts. Then he he invites me on to meet with Jack Dorsey, and I I, I told him on the That's phone.
3: Great.
0: I was like I was like Joe, uh, I'll do this show, but I'm like a little baby bird, and you're kicking me out of the <laughs> nest here, buddy. Like. I was like, I've got like a hundred, I got like 180,000 subscribers on YouTube. And you're asking me to go have a conversation with the CEO and like the chief legal for the, one of the biggest companies in the world. And he was like, you're a smart guy, dude, you can do this. And I was like, I was like, I'm not scared. I'm just like, let's do it. I I didn't prepare. I was just like, I don't know, man. I'm a guy. I'm a sitting chair. I'm gonna talk about stuff. But, uh, dude, uh, the, the dudes, he's a good guy. And, and he, and, and I'll tell you this, when we all got sick, Joe, uh, covered the costs for us on, on our treatments. So nice and you. he was just oh, like, nice. he's like, I appreciate you coming to my show, man. So look, I'm not gonna, I'm never gonna be someone who's gonna give free passes to anybody. I wanna know why those episodes got pulled down because I think his show is so important. I think he's a good dude. If Joe has some kind of privacy issue or business issue and he can't tell me, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cry or complain about it. I trust him. I, I trust that he's gonna do, that he's gonna do the right thing. And I think he's proven that by having Dr. Malone on his show. So just, hopefully we we have the faith we remain critical when we need to be but joe's one of the good ones man keep the faith He's he's got an amazing show and he's a good
2: dude and he took care of us That's right. yeah man so thank yeah. you for that
0: seriously yeah. all right and we got this one from kuai matters eastern europe knows about joe rogan and anyone not bought and anyone that isn't mentally ill sees that as sees this as a power grab and it always starts with the u.s greetings from beyond the iron curtain mm. Mm. well hello there the FCB says Fedcast IRL. Somebody, somebody <laughs> in the ch-
1: we got two. <laughs> no, no. Somebody in the chat said Luke is a Fed.
3: Oh, oh, okay. double Fed, <laughs> dude.
1: You guys, you guys got to pump those numbers up on all Fed all night. <laughs> it's oh, two dude. to one right now. During it's embarrassing.
0: Not guilty. I, you sir. know what I get? I get tons of people saying like, "How does Tim fund this show? This is insane." I've seen a bunch of comments where they're like, "How does Tim have that building? This doesn't make sense. His channel's not that big." And I'm like, I don't think people realize how business works. Yeah. And we have a website, and we have memberships, and we sell merch, and we, you know, all that stuff.
1: I always get asked, uh, how do you, how do you make all this money to fly everywhere? I'm like, what do you think? I don't work for a living. <laughs> Apparently
3: not. What, like what plane your...
0: tickets can be seventy bucks yeah. if you fly, fly regional and small. Yeah. Not only
1: that, I live in MIA, which is like the cheapest airport in the country. I go to Colorado round trip for sixty bucks. Nice. All yeah, right.
2: my flight here was like a hundred bucks. Yeah. It was yeah. Not much. So great.
1: All
0: right. Miklos says, Tim, shadow banning is a thing. If I wouldn't be subbed and notified, I wouldn't get your content. And that's true. And you know what's really frustrating? Several times on this show, I've been like, oh, I want to pull up this Instagram post from, from Sargon, Carl Benjamin. <laughs> and I go on Instagram and I type in his name and it doesn't come up. Yeah. And I'm like, I follow the guy. Okay? And Instagram doesn't show me his account. And then I have to like manually go to a browser and type it in. Because if you I, – like I go to search. I type in Carl Benjamin. I type in his username, Benjamin 100 It won't come up. I'm like, how am I supposed to go to his profile? So I go to my own follower list, my own following list, and I scroll through until I find the account because I'm following it. And then I go in. Yo, shadow bannings, it's real and it's insane. All
3: right,
0: we'll grab a couple more. Fleshy Javelin, good name, says, Tim, I was a National Guardsman in D.C. from the start of COVID all through the riots and the other side's incident, and I would love to talk about it, send an email to spintheufo at gmail.com. I'd be interested and, uh, in that one. Lydia will look for uh, the email from Fleshy Javelin.
4: Sounds great. I'll there you go. forward to that one. Great name. Also,
2: with the super chat before, it's not just shadow batting. It's also Instagram yeah. saying, don't follow this person. He spreads dangerous misinformation yeah, as dude. they did to me a few yeah. weeks ago. And they're well, doing
0: I'm, it now to Madgen Nawaz. I don't know.
2: Crazy. I don't know
1: what Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube looks like anymore. Wow. I have no wow. idea, nice. and I haven't known for three years. Man, all right, you are not missing out. All right. You're not missing yeah. out. No, Ro- no.
0: Roadrunner says Ian rolled higher on the die today. Be safe, Enrique.
3: I brought my dice up here just to wait. What does that just, mean? just to explain? Well, so, uh, yeah, the, there's, a, there's this philosophy that when I ever play Dungeons and Dragons, no, when you when you play Dungeons and Dragons, you, you make an action. I am attack that goblin. You roll a twenty sided die, and if you the higher you get, the better. If you get a twenty, it's a critical success. You hit no matter what. If you get a one, it's a critical failure. You miss no matter what. Mm. So when I talk on the show, I tend to either roll a 20 with my ideas or a one Mm. because it's what will happen is I'll swing for the fences. And if it's if I see that it's not going, I just give up. He's the wild card. Ian,
0: keep keep swinging. I'll keep swinging, Luke. I love you, baby. Sometimes he's like, we'll be talking about, you know, the politics of Ukraine and the invasion. And then Ian
3: will be like, "Start thinking about the North Did you Pole. ever?
0: Did you ever put your finger in a cow's mouth? I hear it feels good in, like, in Ukraine
3: because I'll be thinking about Ukraine from the '70s, where a guy, a farmer, was talking about the cows, and but and then we're all
0: laughing. People are like what? But then sometimes we'll be talking about COVID and stuff, and then he'll roll a twenty and be like, "How do we balance people's freedoms with more serious diseases like Ebola when you have a very high mortality
3: rate?" And
1: Ian, it's like, to oh, me, oh, a good question. To me,
3: you always roll a twenty. Oh. to pick <laughs> right at you. I love your glasses, by the way. Thank you. I have Obsidian Dice. That's what I wanted to show off. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right, we'll read a couple more here. We got uh, Justice says, "I found Tim Pool through Joe Rogan and many other people that are relevant now." No, Luke, I puke. That's right. Damn right. Yeah, man. Uh, Joe's going to have a lasting impact because he's been. He has so many people on his show and ends up. Like it's kind of crazy that these ideas of freedom and inquiry are spreading because of this one show. Is is you know. Great. Shouting everybody out, you know. I, I mean? want
3: to not put too much pressure on Joe because his show is really the guests. I mean, he's a big part of it. Obviously, he's a big part of it, but his guests, man, the knowledge that comes out of that show is from the guests, and yeah. he it, just kind of lets it come out of them. Yeah. It, it is, but him.
0: you listen to his show, you know, he's talking and he has these ideas and genius. he asks these questions. And he's he's created that centralized hub for all of this stuff. That's why it works. We
2: also can't just depend on him for everything, and we need to decentralize this whole independent media sphere so we only aren't just focusing on him. He's great. He's amazing, but he's also a big target. We need a lot more targets out there to make sure that he doesn't get taken down. Well,
0: we just got to keep doing the work we do. We got to keep growing. We got to keep getting more support over at TimCast.com from, from everybody and help us get bigger and bigger. And, uh, you know, we do, we, we have a different kind of format here. It's not too, too dissimilar though, but we have various guests on, uh, and shout out right now to Viva Fry, obviously on the ground reporting live from the trucker protest. 100. He also has a, a, a YouTube channel where he does, uh, uh, legal analysis. So, uh, channels like Viva are awesome. We had him on the show. Super cool. What were you, what were we saying?
4: I didn't say
3: anything.
0: That oh, was a weird noise.
2: Yeah, yeah weird my noise. phone made a weird noise. Yeah, I started talking to it. That yeah. was your
0: phone? Yeah. Oh. Is Is it the like radio? What? No. Creepy. I, I don't know All the right, well, going on here. My friends, <laughs> if you haven't already, smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends if you really want to help out. If you want to support us directly, go to timcast.com, become a member. You can follow the show at TimCastIRL everywhere you can follow us on instagram for clips you can follow me personally at timcast everywhere and especially on instagram enrique you want to shout anything out
1: um so the only place that you could find me right now is telegram if uh you could just go to your browser hit t.me slash noble leader is that is yeah. that the, what, the one that works or if you got your telegram app just hit the at sign noble leader and that is my channel where you could keep up to dates on my podcasts and news about the j6 political prisoners
2: Yep, definitely uh nothing is safe on the internet, but Telegram is one of the safest places sort of out there, yeah. still somewhat of an okay place to talk. I think my channel is at News, the number four, uh, A-Change. Uh, I think that's it. I'm not sure. But uh one of the other best ways to communicate is through email, since, of course, I get to keep the emails. No centralized big tech company gets to keep it. And if you want, sign up on my email list on enoughofcensorship.com. I am going to be doing in real life meetups, which only you could find out about on enoughofcensorship.com. Hope to see you there. I got a lot of very exciting projects coming up, and I uh, hope to have your participation in it. And I should be going back to Florida pretty much Lucky. in a few hours. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be Fake warm down, down there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, bye, figurine. everyone. I'm Ian Crossland. Follow me at iancrossland.net if you want to link into my socials,
3: Enrique.
4: Lucky.
1: I'm in. I'm in. And one more thing that I'd like to say. I'm really, really upset that I was only called the Fed twice. <laughs> <laughs> there
4: was just, more in the chat. It was the hat. You it all. Okay, good. Yeah, okay. there was there was much more in the chat. Don't worry. I was just going to say, every time I make a thumbnail with Joe Rogan in it, first of all, it does incredibly well because people really care about Joe Rogan, and second of all, I'm just reminded of how important he is. And I never thought that I'd live in a world where a former MMA fighter, UFC commentator, and comedian is one of the most important voices we have. But he is, just because he does ask questions and he gives platform to all kinds of different voices. I really appreciate. He Joe. never fought MMA though. No, 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 he, no, he, he didn't. No. He
2: fought in yeah. the. No, he MMA? Fought. He was but, going to oh, fight no, Wesley fought, Snipes.
3: He never fought yeah. in, uh. He was
2: going to do that for like a celebrity match. Right.
3: No, but he did fight MMA. He didn't fight in the UFC. It was Taekwondo and yeah, stuff. He did. I, I, I misplayed. I, I meant UFC. He never fought in the UFC. <laughs> I,
0: I just want to say. A sort of MMA. You know, it, it gets to a certain point where I'm like, dude, are we really talking about Joe again? Like <laughs> yeah. kickboxing. Yeah, it, it's, it's, kickboxing. no, I mean, this story won't stop. And it's really weird, you know, especially knowing joe i'm like i don't want to keep talking about this yeah guy. i don't want
3: to put too much pressure on him
0: it's not about pressure on him it's just like but i thought about it and with all of these news stories constantly getting bigger i realized i think joe is actually more important influential and powerful than even i realized yes it feels weird to talk about this dude who does a podcast until you realize it's the it's probably the biggest show in the world yeah and you've got the president of brazil talking about it it would be like me saying, oh, I don't want to report on CNN because, you know, I know people who work there or something. It's like, no, we got to talk about
3: it. Even well,
4: we, we've said it before that Joe Rogan does dictate the news cycle, and he definitely yeah. does. And I'm very happy to see it. To me, it definitely does look like the last death rattle of a dying um, media conglomerate. Anyway, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Sour and Minds.com as well. Thanks
0: so much for hanging out. Go to timcast.com, become a member. Enjoy your weekend, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to have a nice send-off party for Luke for the second time. Cause we did the first time, it was great, which we was Steakhouse. <laughs> and, uh, we will see you all at youtube.com slash cast castle in the vlog tomorrow morning. And then we'll be back with the show on Monday. Thanks for hanging out.
4: Bye guys. Oh, oh.